Why, hello there, everybody, and welcome back to Hardcore Heroes. How are you guys doing this week? Pretty good. Fabulous. Good. Good. Anything interesting happened since the last time we played? Anything worth noting? I picked up fighting games recently. I got a Street Fighter, and that game literally absorbed my life. <laughs> nice. Yeah, after about 10 hours, I was like, okay, I'm buying a hitbox, and um, <laughs> spent $200 on that. And then I've, I've played 40 hours, and I'm still bad. It's, it's the worst. <laughs> All right. A lot of fighting games. What about the rest of you? Malachi, uh, Nick, one of those two? You've got a... Uh, been, you've been cleaning? Yeah, just been sort of sitting around. All, my girlfriend's been in Hong Kong, so I've just been sort of living like a slob. Cleaning today, because she's back tomorrow. And uh, playing Heroes of the Storm. Mm. Yeah. And I have not had a lot of time to play Heroes... I would love to get back into that. Do any of you, the rest of you, play Heroes of the Storm at all? No, I don't. Tried it. No, I played Dota. Yeah, I never played Dota for a while. I used to play StarCraft, and then I kind of fell out of okay. love with StarCraft, and then just played Huts instead. But it's mm -hmm. so much easier than StarCraft. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> what isn't easier than StarCraft? Yeah, yeah. Those games are. It's like because I was like Masters in StarCraft after like two years. I was pretty good. Oh, so I was like, oh. I'm gonna be. Gonna be really good at Heroes of the Storm. Dedication. It's easy, right? So yeah, I'm like rank one and stuff now. Easy game, easy life. Yep. <laughs> what about you, Greg? Um, I don't know. In terms of games, I picked up Undertale because I heard a lot of uh, a lot of hype about it. I was significantly underwhelmed. Um, it was all right. That's about all I can say. Although Flowey did turn into Gigas from uh, Earthbound at one point, and that was pretty badass. Nice. And I had the same reaction to that. <laughs> B. John, what's going on with you? Oh, uh, well, I was telling you guys before the stream started, I'm technically now part of a company, which is awesome. Uh, I was a Woo. founding member, and I technically now have a job, which is both great and uh, incredibly different at the same time. <laughs> uh, so that's, that's something. But it's, it's doing something that I love, and hopefully I can take it far. Yeah. Cool. Very cool. All right. Well, I am in here in Thailand, and we've been having some net issues, but they look like they've stabilized. There might be a little bit of fluctuation while all the things get figured out. Hopefully, we'll be settled for next week with everything, but it should be fine this week. Um, so without further ado, let's hop into game. You guys are in Shirebrook, where we are taking, where this campaign is taking place, at least for now. It is a seaside town on the bank of a, the Swampwater River, actually where the Swampwater River and Crystal Run meet and then pour out into the ocean. It's a town of about 6,000 people. There's no wall around it, but there's a big hill kind of in the middle of town where the noble, the, the, the Baroness lives, Baroness Beatrix Velmont, who runs everything. And you guys have had a, a bit of an adventure two weeks ago, and we're just kind of Fast forwarding two weeks in time, things happen, you're kind of living your life. Uh, but two weeks later, I think something happens. Croak, you want to take it away? Sure. Um, I think uh, we'll just kind of go to Croak at the temple. Croak uh, sure. is uh, looking for Van. And uh, once I get your attention, um, I say, uh, uh, Van, uh, 
I have a request of you. Um, I know that you you don't like leaving the the temple around to to Frederick that much, but uh, it seems that someone uh, very dear to me is in need of uh, of some blessing from the church. Um, my my cousin Violet, uh, she has sent word to me through a messenger uh, that her baby is due here in a in a matter of days, and uh, as seeing as it was. Uh, conceived out of wedlock she does not want it to be an affront to the gods and she has asked me as a member of the town to bring a priest to her and have the baby blessed when it is delivered and i was hoping as a as a friend of mine you might be able to help a help a poor soul out i see she lives in town uh no uh she lives with my family we're about five or six miles outside of town which is why i know this could be a bit of a of a burden on you um but uh, i would be it would be no more than probably a day's travel or so hmm i mean if we left at night that'd be a very easy it's only five or six miles about so yes if we pull one all nighter we could get it done then uh, I believe I believe that is possible. Um, the nature of, of baby births are uh, a bit uncertain, uh, but uh, yes, so uh, hopefully we would arrive at the proper time, and it could be a, a one night thing. I see. Uh, Neil, would this be the kind of thing that you'd like send lower tier priests out to? Uh, usually, I mean, if someone needs some birthing, usually you wouldn't even bring a priest involved. Uh, having right. a priest come and bless the thing is more of a, I mean, there's no function. It's not like that's going to make the child change in any way. This this is definitely an odd request. Right. Um, hmm. I feel like if it's the kind of thing that would take me away from the dude, that, that seems like blessing a baby seems really remedial. I, I'd, I feel like I'd probably just want to send... A, sort of a lower rung priest out to do it. I say, like, yeah, you you want me to be there for the birth? Uh, well, yes, uh, that that was what was requested. Uh, but what she's really looking for is some assurance that uh, this uh, child will be indeed blessed uh, by the gods and not seen as an affront. Um, and bear in mind, my family is a very humble and, and superstitious bunch. So uh, having a priest there to, to bless the child would do wonders for her uh, psyche at, at this time. I see. Well, I am a cleric, which would make it a bit overkill, I think, to send me. But I could definitely arrange to send uh, one of the, what are they, novitiates? Uh, one of the priests in the temple who I, I manage. I could send one of them out. Well, what about uh, your, your dear Frederick? Uh, I, I, I overheard you having some talks with him the last time you left town. Seems he needs a little bit of a boost in self-confidence. Perhaps something of this nature could give him that. Sending them out? Yeah, I mean, he could accompany myself, um, and I, I would hope to bring some my, our companions along, Malachi and Corny, for protection in numbers, and we could visit my family, and he have an opportunity to flex his uh, priestly muscles, if you will, and uh, perhaps come back a little more confident and able. Hmm, it seems like a fine plan. He could use the experience. I'll, uh... I'll see if he's up for it, or if one of the other nameless priests around the temple wants to 
you know, interact with women. <laughs> well, I thank you for your consideration. Uh, my, my family is indeed a, a superstitious bunch. I wouldn't want to impose upon you too much. Right, it's no trouble at all. Uh, yeah, I think, like, I, I'd see if Frederick is open to doing it. Um, otherwise, like, there's got to be somebody in the temple who'd be like, oh, yeah, delivering a baby, no problem. Yeah, Frederick will do this. I mean, you're, you run the temple, so if you tell him to do this, he will go do this, whether he wants to or not. I mean, yeah, I mean, Mr. I, I'm looking more for, like, somebody willing to volunteer, but, I mean, if there's nobody who's just like, oh, yeah, totally, I'll take care of that, then I'd be like, okay, Frederick, go do it. Yeah, I think Frederick's your man. Okay. Uh, cool, yeah, I guess I'll send him out. As long as, like, he has company, right? Like, they're going with him. Well, I will I will go ask uh, Malachi and Corny to come with me. That was my next stop on this list, uh, I appreciate uh, you talking with Frederick. Uh, well, I'll stop by on back by the temple once I get them in tow. Okay. Uh, um, and I yeah, guess with that, I... I leave to go, I guess, first to the uh, half pint to find uh, my friend Corny. All right. You arrive and find Corny at the half pint. <clears throat> oh, why, hello there, Corny. How are you this fine morning? Oh, hello, Croak. Um, well, I was about to go give that man uh, his stoke, I mean steak. Uh, is there something you'd like? Uh, perhaps a drink with a spike? Oh, well, you know me too well. Of course I'll have one of those. But, but first, uh, I have some family matters uh, that uh, I need to attend to. And I was hoping that uh, you would be inclined to accompany me. We my, my humble family lives about five or six miles outside of town. And uh, so, you know, we like to, to travel in, in uh, numbers. Uh, my cousin is giving birth and we'd like to have a priest come bless it. Would you be interested in coming and meeting my fine family and, uh, you know, enjoying the road? A matter of family. Well, isn't that quite nice? Uh, I'll help out quite dandily. Just, um, let me get myself some rice. <clears throat> and I, yeah, Excellent. I go, go And that. that drink you offered, that sounds delicious. Yes, of course. <laughs> Yeah. All right, uh, and with drink in hand, I uh, and uh, I guess Corny in tow uh, will tumble down the street towards Malachi. Uh, I guess he's at the apprentice shop with Rowana. Mm -hmm. uh, and I, I will stumble in and immediately begin darting eyes around, looking at all the oddities in the shop, trying to figure out what might be the most valuable. Um, but eventually... Rowana, uh, for those of you that don't know, Rohana is a six-foot-eight woman with fairly bulging muscles. She is a beast of a woman, but she is also very sick. Uh, rumor has it that she was once upon a time stricken with leprosy or something like that, but she's always coughing up blood and is quickly out of breath and needs to stop and rest. But at the same time, you've seen her like pick up an entire table or you know, just lift a man up and move him out of her way. She's very strong and quite brilliant. But, you know, her, con her constitution is not that great. All right. So uh, as, I, as I eye all the items in the shop, I find Rowana. And uh, I say to her, uh, uh, well, hello, my lady. Uh, my name is Croak. I don't know if I've introduced myself yet. I, I am, uh, become a little bit acquainted with your uh, apprentice, Malachi. 
And uh, I have a, a matter of uh, family business that I need to attend to out of town. Uh, and I was hoping I could borrow your young apprentice for a day or so to accompany me uh, upon the road uh, so that we could go visit my family. You see, uh, my dear cousin is, uh, is giving birth and uh, we'd like to be there to, uh, to give her comfort in, in this uh, time. And Rowana stares at me. Or she stares for a few minutes and goes, <laughs> You're not here to buy something, are you? I look around and say, Well, you know, these these magical items, I don't I don't do magic all that well. Uh, but uh, I no, I'm I'm in fact here to to ask you if I could borrow your apprentice. Uh, he's a friend of mine and uh, I need some companions on the road. Well, my apprentice is free to do as he pleases, she says, carefully eyeing you up and down, kind of taking in your entire essence. But I suppose I could do without him for a few days. Uh, don't keep him too long. I will fetch him for you. She gets up and starts walking to the back door, pauses for a moment, and starts coughing, <clears throat> pulls out like a handkerchief, quickly wipes away all the spit, uh, opens the door, pokes her head in, and says, Malachi, Malachi, you have yes. a, a visitor with a most visitor. unusual eyes. <laughs> I think for a minute. Oh. Keep an eye on him. Make sure he doesn't touch anything. I, uh, <laughs> she turns around and quickly uh, goes back. Follow. I'm actually like at a at a one of the shelves, looking at all the little things and knickknacks. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I walk, following Rohana, come out the back into the main area of the store and say, "Ah, Croak, it's good to see you. I haven't spoken to you in a few days." Uh, yes, Malachi, a pleasure as always is mine. Uh, I have some family business I need to attend to a few miles outside of town. Um, you see, my dear cousin Violet is giving birth, and uh, I was hoping to have you and Corny accompany me and uh, the, the priest Frederick to, to go out and give her some comfort and blessing uh, at the time of this uh, birth. Uh, would you be interested in joining uh, the two of us on the road for some companionship and uh, travel? Well, I can't say I care too much about your family business, I'm afraid. However, our time on the road last time was um, invigorating, and I think I learned a lot. Rohana, if you would give me leave, I think this could be a beneficial experience. Yes. The so magic of childbirth is... Indeed, one of the many mysteries of the world. It would be good for you to study it. Is that right? And I get out like a piece of paper and write that down. Mm -mm. Good, good. Take many notes. The the I secrets of. I assumed it was a natural process. Oh, there is magic in the natural world. Far more powerful magic than we can conjure ourselves. Yes, I write that. I write something down as well. Well, Croak, oh, where did you say your family lives? Six miles? Uh, they live about five or six miles outside of town, uh, just off of the, the river that you'll find. Uh, I believe you people around here call it Crystal Run. Ah, the other direction out of town this time. So uh, be it. How much do shields cost? A shield 
Uh, do you want a buckler, a medium, or a large shield? Medium. A medium shield I is buy it for seven gold. Seven gold. All right, I have that money, so I'm gonna buy it for Frederick and just kind of like give it to him. Uh, tell him like you know you're traveling outside of town. It's it's just a precaution. Uh, I don't give him a weapon. I say like you know you're no fighter. If you if you suspect something is going horribly wrong, flee. It's your it's your best bet. But I, I wouldn't suspect too much trouble. It's only five or six miles outside of town. Would someone really kill a a, a priest, a man of the cloth? Wolves would. Oh, I didn't think of wolves. Don't worry about it. It's five or six miles, and you've got... You're in good... Well, you're in company. <laughs> he nods. <laughs> Alrighty, so uh, I guess we get everybody in tow, and, and uh, I make a quick stop at a, at a general store and pick up two flasks of lamp oil to replace those we used last time we went out of town. And I hand him the, the silver piece and two copper. Uh, and then I guess I just begin leading everybody off towards uh, my family's home. Okay. So Van Helsing, you were staying back while the rest of the party heads out on this fine, you know, late morning to your yeah, hometown. I feel like I've um, been leaving the tent. Like, it's been two weeks, but I feel like after that big excursion going out of town overnight, I should probably... Kind of like stay in the temple for a while, not leave immediately. Mm -hmm. Yeah, as, as you please. Um, yeah, so you guys head out. It is only, as we said, five or six miles away. Um, and the first few miles of this journey are fairly uneventful. Just walking through the dark or along the, the road heading north for a little bit. Um, Croak, do you have Could a name for your dark? village? Um, it doesn't really matter. It's, you know, miscellaneous village number seven. Miscellaneous village number seven can be named uh, Gadadin. Gadadin. What time is it that we've left town? Yeah, I was a little confused on that too. Did, uh, late after, mid, late after, uh, late morning. There we go. Late morning. Okay. Yes. We would expect to get there before nightfall then. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, actually, yeah. I, for some reason, I thought it was nighttime, but it's not nighttime. It's late morning. So a mm -hmm. few hours later, you arrive in Gadadin. It is a small little village, population 500, mostly farmland, a little bit of cattle here and there, but mostly people doing vegetable farming. Um, and Croak, you uh, are so, home. So my family lives a bit out on the edge of town, uh, as we aren't farmers or, um, you know, common folk like that we actually go out and trap and hunt and do those things uh so I, I guess we have kind of like a smaller building um kind of the fringes of town to so easy access to to going out into the forest and and getting small game or whatever um and i'll i'll lead the the party up and i, I guess just kind of knock on the door and be like why hello uh, this is croaker i've come back at the behest of uh, violet there's a, a pause followed by a scream of a woman. So well, I screaming think we arrived right on time, Frederick. <laughs> and I open the door and uh, uh, walk in. You see gathered in your room are a few people, mostly family that you recognize. There is one, uh, what do you call them? Uh, woman who's delivering midwife. a child. Midwife. Yes, there is one midwife 
Uh, besides that is your cousin Violet, uh, your who else? Your uncle and uh, who is your cousin's father and your uncle's brother, your other uncle. Uh, the three of them are standing, or four of them are standing around, watching this. Three of them standing around. Uh, your cousin Violet, who's in the middle of giving birth to this child. It's kind of a dimly lit room. Someone's lit a hearth, a uh, fire in the hearth. The windows are open to provide some light, but it's still dingy in here. It's kind of a cloudy day, so there's not much light coming through the windows. Um, and as the door opens, they turn to see you guys. Your cousin, your uncle. The cousin Violet's father comes over to you and says, Oh, good. I, I didn't think you were going to make it, Toby. Who, who are these fine people with you? Where, where's the priest? I turn around and I clasp Frederick on the shoulder and I say, This is Frederick. He is a fine priest uh, learning the ways of the cleric at the temple under a good friend of mine. He, he will do a wonderful job, I assure you. Um, and these two, this is Corny. He's such a fun little fellow. He's a good friend of mine down at the in, down in Shirebrook. And of course, Malachi. Uh, he's a, a fine gentleman that uh, I've had the pleasure of making acquaintance with. Uh, good friends of mine. I get shake the guy's hand. Say, Thank you, sir. Thank you. It's uh, a lovely home you have here. He kind of looks past the side of you guys towards Corny. <laughs> and then just kind of makes eye contact with Croak. It's probably a very awkward eye contact, seeing as I left my family on, like, not-so-good terms. Uh -huh. I just kind of smiled. I'm like, yeah, gnome. He just nods and turns back. Um, he, Frederick goes over, puts his hands together, pulls out some incense that he had brought for this, uh, goes over the hearth, gets it lit, and starts walking in circles around, chanting some words, and swaying the incense and making various signs of it. Lots of mutters of, Martha, bless this child, Esther, give him legitimacy, blah, blah, blah. You know, lots of incantations. And the this heavy smoke kind of fills the room with a wonderful yet somewhat pungent smell. The birth continues, and as usual, it's very uncomfortable and very painful with lots of screams. I think this is the first birth most of you probably all of you have ever seen uh, and it is a horrific sight just a horrific sight you'll probably never get it out of your head for the rest of your life um, i take uh, small diagrams <laughs> <laughs> fair enough fair enough uh, and a few minutes later sometime later the child is born well and good. It is a boy, a little baby boy. And as the child is being cleaned up by the midwife, the front door just bursts open. Three men step into the room. Two of them are armed with light crossbows, which are drawn and loaded. One of them is pointing straight at Croak. One of them is pointing straight at Malachi. The third man steps in between the two of them. You see he's got a short sword at his side and says, I will take that child. Bye, bye, bye. I'll mean, sir, what, can I inquire as to the nature of this intrusion? This is my son. Maybe my illegitimate son, but my son nonetheless, and I will be taking him home with me to my village. Cousin Violet is too exhausted from the birth. 
She's kind of in a slight bit of delirium right now. The midwife is still cleaning the child. The two uncles exchange looks, but stay in the back uh, behind I you say, guys. Uh, well, I am, I am sure that uh, a lordling such as yourself would be able to give this child a much better upbringing than uh, in this uh, small uh, peasant town. So I believe that all here are in favor of this. Good. I agree. I think it's a good idea. I was in a similar situation myself when I was born, and it worked out well for myself. He comes over, uh, takes the child from the midwife. Violet comes awake just enough to see this happening, and she goes, No! No, don't let Tim take it! Spike! Give me my child back! And apparently Spike turns around and walks out the door with his two armed men slowly backing out crossbows pointed at you guys until they're out the front door which they kick behind them well that this was my favorite like episode of firefly croak <laughs> uh, yes toby what in yeah. the hell was that i was this close to hitting him with a bat well i have a sword I, I think hitting him would have been uh, inadvisable seeing uh, the situation with the crossbows. You just let him take the child. It, it was really not that mild. No, he, he was kind of a dick about it, but uh, I do think this might, in fact, be what's best for the child. Uh, nothing against my family. I do, I do have some uh, soft spot for them in my heart, but... Uh, you know, fighting for a, for a pitiful existence in a small town such as this doesn't quite seem worth it to me. Croak, I think maybe you're right. This is the best thing for the child. However, that manner of execution was somewhat rude. I'm not it sure was, it was quite rude, I agree. If it was my family, I'm not sure I'd see it in such a way. Well, I look at uh, uh, my, my two uncles and my cousin like, my, my family and I don't always see eye to eye. I agree it was rude, but uh, I, I, don't, I don't know much about uh, this, uh, this Spike fellow. Uh, I have been away for quite some time. Uh, I did not realize that uh, he would feel so strongly about keeping this child himself. Violet is well. being propped up by one of your uncles, and she says, he's a low-down, useless dirt maggot. She kind of gets herself a little bit more propped up, sweat pouring down her face. Uh, she looks like she's been through hell. Mm. And she says, Croak, you, you have to get him back. That's, that's my only son. I, I carried him for nine months, and, and well, Spike's nothing but a, a, common fo a common peasant, just like the rest of us. He's not going to give that child a better chance. It, the child needs its mother. Hmm. Well... I suppose I could give him a follow and see uh, see where he goes. Uh, you say he's just a peasant. Where's he from? Then you met him at some festival, right? I, I don't I don't rightly remember. Yes, yes, we we made him. Uh, the circumstances of our uh, just go get him, Croak. He he lives in the the village, a few villages over, in in Burnshire. Burnshire. Oh. Well, Malachi, Corny, what do you say about this? Uh, 
it's, it's hardly seems our business, but... Well, I, uh, I say, if he's such a peasant, how is it he can afford two armed guards? I, I am in agreement with this as a, as a theory. The, the armed guards seem to seem to tell me that he's a little more than a peasant. Probably his brothers or something. Or cousins or friends or... I don't know. I doubt they're hired men. It is definitely a good thing I didn't go with the party. We would have died in that room. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, the party Toby. had better find you. I turn to, turn to Frederick and say, uh, what, what do you think on this matter? You are the, the holy man. Uh, you oh, find can, I, Frederick can I play has, Frederick? Um, like... Maybe, but right now, as they turn to find him, you find him passed out. Like, literally <laughs> unconscious over on the side in a pile of hay. This fainted. That's perfect. <laughs> well, this is unfortunate. I, look, I, no, no offense, dear uncle, but uh, and, and Violet, you are such a, a sweet young thing. I, I did what I could bringing my, my friends here to, to see through the birth, but I'm not sure how I could benefit at all from risking my life and the lives of my friends for, for this uh, young child. Uh, they seem rather serious and wanted to keep him. Uh, I, I just, I don't know if this is a, a, an endeavor worth uh, risking our lives for. You could loot his house. Violet's father, your uncle, puts a hand on your shoulder and says, you won't be alone. I'll come. My brother will come and we'll get his kids. Well, at least the men anyway. We, we'll see how many we can round up. Why don't you, maybe you can go in town and get some help from the sheriff? I hear he's a, a good man. Tyrus is a, an interesting fellow. I had the chance to speak with him once before, but I, I quite seriously doubt he would be willing to uh, help us, seeing as the there's a bully wug problem. I don't know these things that well, but his men are all tied up at the moment. Uh, there is a man, uh, like I said, a friend of mine, Van, a cleric, uh, Frederick's uh, leader here. Perhaps he would be... He's the kind of justly type that might help you. We could talk a, with him. A cleric? You're, you're friends with a cleric? A true cleric? Oh, of course. What, you underestimate dear old Crow. Why do you go by that name? That's... Fine. Fine. I... Past is the past. If you can get... I'm sure they would listen to him. I'm, I'm sure if you can bring an actual cleric, they, they would listen to his words and you... We could be able to defuse this situation without the need for violence. Mm, that that seems. Uh, I would be willing to talk with him about that. Uh, why don't I? We'll wait here for dear old Frederick to to recover from his ordeal. He's such a, a fragile soul, it seems. Um, and we'll we'll head on back to Shirebrook, and I'll have a little discussion with my dear friend. Okay. Where is this village? The um. Uh, the woman is saying that Spike lives. Burnshire is a few miles north from here. Uh, it's actually quite close to the edge of Black Pine Marsh. Um, if you take a look at the map, mm -hmm. uh, you guys are right now about here, just off the road a little ways, and the other village <laughs> is maybe another five miles towards Black Pine Marsh. I love that my instructions were in like the complete opposite direction of where I actually took them. Yes. It's very in character. <laughs> Listen, Croak, if we go
go and tell Van about all of this. He's undoubtedly going to want to wade in and get this baby back. Maybe it's best we just don't mention it to him and then come back and say to your family that but, but Malachi, is that not the idea? We have to get the baby back or we're all... Well, he's going to die here. There. Who will die? The baby! You... Maybe? Well, you I've think? seen my father with the bow, and uh, while Corny is a, is, is a little bit better, uh, and, uh, he is quite a good shot. Uh, he's quite the hunter, you see. Um, and uh, if uh, Van feels like risking his life uh, for, for this small child, well, it would do my family good. I, I certainly will bring it up with him. I, I owe my family that much, at least. Uh, but uh, I don't see any reason for us to risk our lives if we don't need to. This is your sister, your cousin. Have you no well, sense of family? Have you no honor? I do. This is why I brought you along, and this is why I'm having a chat with Mr. Van. I am, a, I am of course, an upstanding family man. But uh, If you're an upstanding family man, you would do what you can for your cousin. And your I, nephew. I, I look at Frederick pleadingly like, this is what I can do. Look at me. And I kind of like jiggle myself. Like, I'm not a warrior. Uh, if Van is a cleric, I, I'm sure if this is a God-fearing man, they will listen to what he has to say. This is, this is all a poor soul like myself can do. Frederick wakes up. And Sean, you can go ahead and play Frederick. But, okay. you know, he's kind of a faint yeah, of yeah, heart. What, what happens? Oh, my dear, you had quite an experience. Uh, the childbirth is quite the miracle, and I think it overloaded your senses, but you did a marvelous job, Frederick. Uh, you surely have blessed this child. Um, unfortunately, uh, he was taken by the, the father uh, it, at a arrow point, if you will, and uh, we need to go have a little chat with Van and see what he thinks about this. That's a good idea, but I... I did bless the baby? You did. You did a marvelous job, I must say. Your skills as a priest are improving greatly. I will tell Van you were excellent. Cool. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think he's just looking to get back to town at this point. Okay. Well, it's been a couple of hours. It's been probably three hours since you left. So it's early afternoon right now. Uh, what do you guys want to do? Head back to town then, I think. Yeah, I think I'm heading back to talk to Van, as I promised. Okay. Um, you guys turn around and head back to town. You get there a couple more hours later, so mid-afternoon now. Um, and you can go find Van. You find him in the temple, where he normally is. Um, yeah. Hello, dear friend. Uh, it's good to see you again. Frederick performed admirably. I was quite impressed with his abilities uh, as a priest. Um, unfortunately, we did run into a little bit of a complication. Uh, you see, the, the boy's father uh, burst in after the uh, ceremony was complete and the child delivered, and with two armed thugs, decided to take the child for himself away from the mother. My family is, of course, distraught. 
um, and they had hoped that a, a holy man such as yourself may have uh, enough sway with this father if we were to talk with him that he may return the child to my, my dear cousin Violet. So I yeah. promised I'd come here and have a chat with you. Okay, I, I nod at him and I kind of look at Frederick and say, go go put the shield in the storeroom. And I kind of like, he looks a little bit dizzy, I assume like lightheaded and I say, and, and get a glass of wine. He and, um, quickly goes over and sets the shield down in the storeroom, gets him the sacramental wine out, and uh, sits down <laughs> sipping on it. Okay, and um, I say, you say he was armed? He was. Uh, he was armed himself and had two men with crossbows pointed at myself and Malachi. It was a disturbing sight, I must say. Hmm. Is this man... Do, what do you know about this man? Uh, he goes by the name of Spike. Uh, apparently, according to my cousin, he's a peasant that lives uh, to a couple uh, a couple villages north, uh, closer to the the, the swamp uh, called Burnshire. Uh, he's apparently a peasant, but uh, I don't know much more about him than that. He did have two armed men with him. Uh, so he, he could be a little more than that. It seems my cousin met him uh, at a festival some nine months ago, three seasons or so, and uh, that that pretty much exhausts the knowledge poor old Croak has about this spike. I see. Oh, those methods of taking a child are abhorrent. We, yes, I, I, I must talk to your family more for details on this, but I would be willing to negotiate in this matter. Oh, they will be so pleased that uh, you are willing to negotiate on their behalf. Um, I would, I will gladly lead you to them so that you can discuss this matter more fully. Okay, I um, you know, I kind of go over to Frederick, make sure he's doing okay, but um, I kind of let him know that he's gonna have to take care of the temple later today. He perks up and goes, "I, I think I'm fine." I. He looks, kind of gets a little serious and looks deeply at you and goes. I've seen some things, Van. I've seen things that no man should see. I mean, as like a, you know, I, I grew up training to be a priest. I feel like I've seen a childbirth before. Probably. Right? You're yeah, probably well-versed like, in this. I, I get very serious for a second, and I just go, there are scars we carry for our entire lives. <laughs> he immediately just walks off and... Goes to to do his duties. Okay, yeah. Um, I guess, yeah, I, I just entrust the temple to him. Um, and then I think I'm going to... Yeah, I think I'll just go out. All right. I don't want to get the law involved in this, because... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, let, let's just go meet uh, Croak's family first. So, is there anything else you guys would like to do in town while you're here, or are you all ready to turn around and head right back out? I think uh, I'm ready, at least. Maybe a good meal. I think it's been a while since Croak ate. Sure, it's lunchtime. Your family won't be able to uh, accommodate us. Oh, uh, well, perhaps. You don't necessarily want any of my mother's cooking. It tends to be dry and salty and tough. And not on him. It looks like it's done you quite well. Oh, no, I didn't, I didn't used to look like this. I was... Uh, this is definitely from all the fine foods here in town. Perhaps then we should eat here. You look like you you know these things. I, I do quite 
Very well. Okay. You guys grab some food at the half pint. Corny's sister comes around and gives you guys some food. Um, I don't think there's anything there that's going on too particularly. But you guys eat up and get ready to go. It is still roughly mid-afternoon by the time you guys head out of Shirebrook. Northward towards Gadodin. Gadodin? Gadodin. Yes, Gadodin. Okay. I'm, I'm getting my spells set up right now so I can message them to you. Oh, of course. Malachi and Van. Spells for I the already day. have messaged you. Oh, well, then you're just on top of all your shit, aren't you? I'm I trying. only got one spell. So yeah, I, I would have done it earlier, but I was trying to find the um, the like Spear of Influence sheet, and I just found it. So, hmm. Except I don't see Alteration on here. Uh, that's because you're going by Sphere of Influence, and Alteration is a school of magic. Oh, crap. I don't think I hit all three spells. That would be the problem. Neil. Yes. Why, right. In your opinion, in second edition, why is it that clerics get extra spells per day from wisdom, but wizards don't from intelligence? Because cleric spells are slightly less useful than wizard spells. Slightly less it, powerful. It, it's it's less of a big deal at higher levels, but at low levels it makes a big difference. Oh yeah, it's pretty brutal at low levels. But it is a pretty spell. What like, is? Light is a pretty spell, but it says alteration. Is it? Uh, yes, because uh, it, that's under that's a school of magic. It's under. Um, you want to be taking a look at the player's handbook page. My, mine's down in my car. I can't get it right now. Oh, I can no. grab it during a break. Okay. Oh, no. Um, the, they aren't organized by School of Magic, and I failed to get things going. Uh, uh, light you can just is... check it out on uh, Purple Worm. Yes. Oh, yeah. I was using... Purple light Worm is in the Sun Sphere. Sun Sphere? Yes. Which makes sense. Sun, I... You can do pre-spells by sphere. You not have access to. Okay. If you go to uh, Appendix 6 in the player's handbook okay. on Purple Worm. Yeah. All right, thanks. Um, okay, I'll, I'll message you the spells while we're writing over then. Cool. Okay, you guys depart the town. You start heading north. Um, and would one of you please roll a d10 for the party? Who feels lucky? Shotgun, I do. Alright. Don't you dare. Yeah. Is that good? Assume, that's good. That is great. You guys are coming down the road and you walk around the bend only to find three women that have tra traveling packs on them being held at sword point by a man. Man is wearing studded leather armor. He's got his sword pointed at the women who have been turned around to put their hands up against a fairly large tree. You notice between you and the, this man, which is about 60 feet from you, there is also another man, like halfway between you guys, maybe 40 feet from you, 20 feet from the man and woman, with a short bow. And he is facing the man and women, the man with the sword and the women, uh, bow, arrow notched and drawn. Okay. As you guys see I, him, um... the man with the sword happens to look your way and catches sight of you. I, I kind of like walk, I have my shield uh, on my you know, my left arm, so it's it's ready to go just in case. But I say, what is the meaning of this? Can well, I just throw darts at the guy with the bow, just immediately? If you would like to attack him immediately, you may. Uh, but that's a roll for initiative. Back, can I get back attack on the... Uh, my spells, by the way. On the uh, guy with the bow, because he's not if looking at me? If you beat his initiative, 
but the other guy has spotted you. So as you go for your weapons, he'll call to his guy and we roll initiative. But it would be. So are they? There, you wouldn't get a surprise attack on them. You would get. You would be starting combat. Okay. So does does he go for his weapons, or am I going to be? Um, the man still to... has his sword pointed towards the women, and he looks okay. to you and um, says, "Well, now this ain't any of your business." To which the bowman starts stepping towards, like off the road towards the tree line, so he can look at you while he keeps his bow pointed towards the the women. But once he catches sight of a seemingly well armed group, he turns his bow from the women towards you guys. He points it at us. Yeah. Okay, I immediately shout command die at him. Okay, let's roll for initiative. Yay. Here we go. Good alley to be dead, isn't it? All right, guys. This is... I mean, fuck that guy. I was going to negotiate, but if he points a bow at me, I'm going to fucking murder his ass. Someone roll (laughs) a d10 for the group. Yeah, I'll roll it. Seven, not good. Tie. Everything happens at the exact same time. Oh, my God. Okay, so... Well, Let, let's see if my spell goes off really fast. Uh, I think he has to roll a saving throw. You cast command die at him? Yeah. Okay. He takes a shot at Malachi. Oh, fuck. Oh, no. Malachi, oh, what is your armor class, please? Ten. Ten. He hits Malachi oh, my for God. three points of damage. Shit. He makes okay. a saving throw for spell. All right, Nick, don't run. Trust and... me. It's, it's, trust me on this. Okay. Fails his saving throw versus spell. Okay. I. Go on, you ox. Yeah. So I know this is like probably well, that... going to be in between yeah. round thing, but I, as he falls over, I want to say like, uh, I, I say to like the others like rush the man with the sword, and I start to move toward the guy who just fell over. I'm gonna fucking club his skull in. Croak and Corny, what are you doing? And Malachi, what are you all doing? Well, I cast magic missile at the guy with the sword. Okay. The man with the sword, as you're casting magic missile at him, seeing all of this happen, happens, starts moving towards you guys with his blade drawn. How Uh, far away is he, though? He's he's not 40 feet. 60 feet. Nice. 60 feet. I step back. I step back. Uh, Magic missile is 60 yards, so I take my full. Oh, you got it. And uh, magic missile. Give me a damage roll. It's d4 plus 1, isn't it? Yes, sir. And he gets no save. No save. Four damage. Four points of damage. Your magic missile spell hits him in the chest. We'll get to whether he's dead or not as soon as I get actions from Croak and Corny. He's still coming at you because it's all resolved simultaneously. Mm -hmm. Please tell me you just, like, throw stuff at him. Yeah, I mean, darts, right? Pew, pew. All right, give me your attack rolls, boys. One attack each. You can get your second attack after everyone's had their first attack. Uh-huh. Uh, yep. Pew. Um, I, I miss. Corn, uh, Corny is a hit. Croak is a miss. Give me a damage roll, Corny. Let's do it. Pew. Adam. Boom. And the man still gets his short sword stab off at who was walk. Who was in the front? Uh, I was going off to the side toward the archer, but, but I feel when like you guys are like walking down the road together, who's more or less? Yeah. Would it be Croak walking because he's I leading think, the way to his I house? I think unfortunately it has to be me because I was showing them the way. Okay. He makes a swing at you, Croak, but wildly misses. The magic oh. missile hits him. The arrow hits him, and he collapses to the ground, very, very dead. 
hearing him like collapse to the ground when I get to the other guy, I'm just going to like disarm him. Like I'm gonna kick his bow away. I'm gonna see if he has any like knives or anything on him. He does indeed. He's got a short sword, uh, a, a dagger at his side, a bronze dagger at his side. Okay, I I just start grabbing all of his stuff and like all his weapons. I just like rip them off his body and throw them away. And then um, like as soon as he comes to, I'm going to punch him in the throat. Not not like killing blow, but like. I don't want him to take immediate action. Okay. So he comes to... I have, to... like, two more throws of darts. Can I just dart this guy to death? Absolutely. I'm, if you would like to I'm... dart him, you can do so. Because he's still got two I starts swear... before the round ends. Yeah. I swear to God, if you hit me, I will kill you. <laughs> uh, make your rolls to hit. Because you get this before Van Heelsink gets all the way over there. Here's my one point on this. He is lying on the ground motionless. I feel like he might not just be like, oh, I need to kill this guy. Well, there's a nine and a ten. Uh, the ten is a hit. Alrighty. Um, Excellent. I I agree. It seems a little weird to kill a man who's lying on the ground, but if Croak wants to kill him, Croak can kill him. That's okay. That's his decision. Does that kill him? Uh, by the time you get there, Van Van Heelsing, and you start kicking away his weapons, it's pretty clear that his breathing has come to a stop. Okay. Why did I get shot now? Why did you get shot? Wow. Wow. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Why? You're a bad person. Um, oh, yeah. um you got shot in I, the thigh, the left thigh. So I am limping, using my staff to like yeah, support my left leg. Uh once you get that arrow out of you, I'll cast cure light wounds on you. Okay, the... So I guess I go out to the guy's body, uh spit on him, pull out the pull out the arrow, like throw it down at him, and then you can cast that on me. Yeah, you're full again. The, so straight, straight back up. The ah. three women come over to the lot of you and say, "Oh my God, they—they were going to rob us." Don't but worry, just... gentlemen. I'll handle this. <laughs> <laughs> I say, uh, "What is your business traveling alone?" Well, we're bringing supplies. We're bringing things to trade from Thornwood. Hmm. We bring glassware. Interesting. These men, do you know them? No, they... they called bandits. I think there's they're bandits, broken men of sorts. They came out of the bushes behind from behind trees and and well, you know. Well, at least the danger is averted. Yeah. Uh, I was hoping we could come to a peaceful resolution, but when that man pointed an arrow at me, or I guess he, when that man pointed an arrow at Malachi, we, we had to take action. Mm. God, you're so brave. They could have killed you. It was a close one. One of they the women <laughs> bends down to inspect Malachi's wound and goes, it, your flesh, it's, it's all knitted over. It's as if you've never been hurt. What is this? I just, well, it's magic, my dear. They exchange looks of surprise. I could show you more if you'd like. I kind of like grab Malachi on the shoulder and I say, come my friends, we're still in great peril. Would you leave these two maidens, three maidens, alone on the road? Look what happened last time. They're but a few miles out from town. I'm sure they'll be fine on the rest of the travel. I look to the rest of the party. What say you? I say we escort these ladies back to town. I see that is a fine decision. Let us escort them back to town. We don't know what else could be out in these woods. 
Either way, I'll be fine. Um, all I want is for them to try some of my wine. Oh, it's I, just, I pull off my wineskin and I just start offering it to the women. <laughs> they take it. Uh, yeah. The first one takes it with a little bit of hesitation, kind of like a, mm -hmm. has this been like contaminated? <laughs> like smells it and takes a sip and then like nods and hands it off to the next woman. They, they pass it around and after the three of them get it, they pass it to Malachi. And then... Yeah, take a deep swig. Okay. Yeah, I mean, if we're going to escort them back, I'll go with, but I'm walking like behind the group and I'm keeping an eye on them because there was... Oh, there was something about that situation that didn't strike me right. That's why I wanted to not kill that one dude with the arrow. What do you do with the bodies? Just leave them in the road? Loot uh, the hell out of them and oh yeah, I take, guards. Oh, yeah. I, I take, like, the, um... He has a... Was it a short sword? Yes, it was a bronze short sword. I'll take the short sword and the other guy had a dagger? Yes. Right, the guy the short sword those. also had a bronze dagger. A kind of dingy, beaten-up bronze dagger. Yeah, so I'll take those. Well, right? Yep, short um, bow and flight arrows. It's worth money, though, I think. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. why I picked up the blades. Yeah, well, they weren't wearing any armor. That in particular is worth quite a bit, I think. Short bows—they're worth like thirty gold. They're worth okay. a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the swordsman had a kind of ragged and oxidized copper scale mail bit of armor. It looks like it had seen better days, and it had sections of it missing. Um, the I mean, bowman. Yeah, had no armor. Wait, Malachi's pretty strong, right? Nope. Ten. Oh. Does, could anybody carry that scale mail without being encumbered? Uh, how much no. does it weigh? I think it weighs 40? 30? Uh, I mean, we could take it and just be encumbered. True. Yeah, we like walk slow anyway because of um, 20. Oh, <laughs> oh yes. Yeah. I'll pass on carrying it because I'm already wearing armor. so it'd be. A I can carry it and be lightly encumbered, I think. Okay. No, medium encumbered. Yeah, so scale mail weighs 40 pounds. I mean, I assume we're just going to like walk back to town. It's not like we're trying to move as fast as possible. It's just travel movement. Mm -hmm. To be fair, I am no pack horse. If you want this armor, carry it yourself. Sorry, I just felt like I wouldn't do it. <laughs> oh, I um. Oh, shit, my computer froze. Uh, can you still hear me? We can yep. hear you, but yes. we can't see you. But we're about to go to break anyway. So why don't we just say you guys get back to town. There are no further encounters. And why don't we take our first break while Van Helsing sorts out his computer. And um, that's that. If you're watching the live stream, I will be taking down the stream and bringing it back up, trying to fix some of our lag issues that we're having. Uh, but we'll see you guys in about five minutes. So take care, everybody. Bye-bye. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Hardcore Heroes. You guys are on your way back into town. I believe Corny, no, uh, Croak had Croak. something he wanted to say. 
Yeah, uh, I wanted to, while I'm walking with the girls, just kind of chit-chat with them and be like, so you, you, you're showing, you're bringing wares into town, glasswares? Uh, can I see that? I, I happen to have a fine interest in all things uh, pretty and glass-made. They immediately stop, set down their packs, and start pulling out various pieces of glass. There's some very nice glass faces. There's some uh-huh. little glass pipes. Um, uh-huh. Some ornamental jewelry. And what looks to be maybe custom-made discs of glass. You don't can't see an obvious purpose for it, but little okay. circular discs. So I, I, I'd spend some time going through it and ooing and aahing and, and, uh, and eyeing each piece, kind of looking for value um, and satisfied that they are, in fact, merchants. I, I eventually have the pass on and I say, well, we have some business that I must attend to outside of town. But uh, hopefully if you're still back in town, I'll have a chance to stop by my place and pick up some funds. I'd love to get a piece of glass or two from you. Um, and, we'll be uh, in town for I, a few uh, days. So if... If that's something that you'd like to do, you can find us. Um, Excellent. We'll, we'll be staying um, and, at uh, the Noble Sack. So just come on by any time, or, or we'll try and get ourselves out into the market square. Ooh, hold on. The stream seems to have crashed. No, oh, no. no it didn't crash. It almost crashed. Uh, they said they're going to okay. be staying at the Noble Sack, and you can come by any time, or they'll be set up out in the market square during the day. So one of those two places. Right. So I'll watch them pack up. Um, closely, seeing where they're kind of putting that stuff. And I walk with them, kind of chatting. And at a certain point, I uh, kind of let them kind of pass in front as if I'm going to talk with Van behind us, and I want to attempt to pickpocket a piece of their glass out of their bag. Okay. Give me a pickpocket check. This will be in plain sight of Van, however. Yes. Okay. Um, Give me a pickpocket check. Uh, Very unfortunate. 89. Okay. No. So he failed. I feel like the reason he fails is he reaches into the pack and like my hand just kind of like goes out and catches his <laughs> and it's kind of like uh I like I give him like a friendly smile and say like you know, "No, no, there's no reason to be uh uncivil about this." And I just I I, I say it low enough that they're not going to overhear that. Sure. I, I I smile back and be like, oh, "I suppose you are right." Okay. And uh we'll we'll get back to town. Sure. You get back to town another few hours later. Uh, by now, it is late afternoon, approaching evening. Um, you mean we're back in Gadadden? Uh, back in Shirebrook. Because you escorted the, oh, okay. the ladies back to Shirebrook, yeah. Sorry, I thought that last exchange happened in Shirebrook. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I do appreciate that, Greg, because now we know those ladies are not level four or higher. <laughs> <laughs> I had to make sure they were on the level. Um, yeah. yeah, sun will be setting in an hour or so. It's definitely getting dim, and especially in this forest. The sun's below the trees, so in the town you're all right, but when you're on the road, you're in twilight. Well, what say you? Shall we see if we can make it to Gadadim before the end of the day, or if shall you want, we rest here? If you want, I, I would say we should rest here. I have... We, we have burned some magic. It might be good to get some rest and replenish that supply. The roads can be dangerous, as we experienced today. Look, uh, before we make our separate ways, if we are going to rest here tonight, if tomorrow we are to confront Spike over this baby, perhaps uh, I would be able to convince him to 
relinquish control of the child. On on that topic, I uh, I want to negotiate for the child's release. I I will demand we have a negotiation. I will say everybody with a melee weapon keep their we weapon sheathed. Anyone with a weapon that can fire at range keep it on the ground. I'll negotiate with them, and if he refuses, we go our separate ways, and then we come back and murder him. Yes, but I may be able to convince him with um, magical means. That would certainly be helpful. Perhaps I... we'll try the more honest route. If he uh, refuses, then maybe I can uh, see if I can change his mind. Yeah. If not, I, I, I do not condone taking children by force. Neil, can I ask a question about the hypnotism spell? You if can. They fail, if they pass their save, will they know they've been hypnotized? I believe so. Otherwise, that last line in the spell description, a creature that fails at saving throw does not remember the caster and spelled it, yeah. wouldn't make a lot of sense. So I think the implication is, if they pass their save, they, they throw off the incoming magical attack. And they're aware of it. Yep. Or doesn't hypnotism say the person doesn't know the caster put it on them? Only no, if they, they fail. fail. Okay, but he's here's another thing. Like, if you give them a long term suggestion, you know, once the duration runs out, are they no longer? Yes. Are they just? Are they not? They're not open to new suggestions, or do they forget the original suggestion? I think the the power of the suggestion wears off. They may still look at it a little bit favorably, but it won't be the same thing. But like for example, if you, for if you suggest that they should walk to the next town, they'll set out on their path, and then the spell will wear off, and they might have convinced themselves enough to just head out to that town anyway, or they might have maybe not really wanted to go, but you suggested it, and they're like, well, that, that sounds re Okay, let's go. And as they're on their way, they're like, wait a minute, that's a stupid idea. Why the hell am I going here? Why would I look? I think it kind of depends on the, the situation and how... Yeah. How easy the suggestion was. Mm -hmm. you, know, I, you can give him enough of a convincing argument, and I can just be the one to push him over the edge. Maybe when the spell wears off, he'll... Uh... I mean, when it comes to children, it's it's rather hard to get people to see reason, but... True. Mm, I don't know. We, we should still try to negotiate. I, I need to find out if this man is a noble or not. I've heard he's a peasant, but I need this confirmed because the way that we approach the situation will change drastically depending on what we discover. Perhaps our employer from the last adventure we took may be able to inform us. I'm sure he's well aware of the other noble families. That is true. Number. Do you know his name? Well, well there's a question. Lord Twin Tower, right? Twin Tower, that's it, yeah. No, 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 the, the guy in the town. Oh, Spike. Spike, yeah. Well, Spike. Spike, yep. That's gonna be it, right? Okay. I um, yeah. Perhaps you should, perhaps you should, you should go speak to him. I'm sure, he, I'm sure he'd be willing to give you a short audience at least, considering what we've done. Uh, but I must return to the temple for the night. Okay, I shall uh, seek out Lord Twin Tower this evening, if possible. Sure. Van Helsing heads off to the temple. Uh, Malachi heads off to the Twin Towers estate. Croak yep. and Corny, are you guys just heading back to your respective places? Mm -hmm. I will, uh, but first I want to seek out Frederick in the temple. Sure, so you head back with Van and Heelsing to the temple. All right. Okay. 
Um, so uh, basically, I you know let Van go off and do his thing. I find Frederick and I produce a piece of paper uh, with a bunch of scribbling on it that I don't understand, and I say, oh, Frederick, you you've been a a good help and a friend of mine. I, I hate to do this, but I have a question for you. Van gave this to me, and it, it is just a bunch of gibberish, and, and please don't tell him this. I, I told him I would take it to heart, but if you could read this here note to me so I, I can know what, what he's trying to tell me, perhaps I can I can uh, help him out. You know, I, I, I hate to be a burden on him. Sean, you want to play uh, Frederick for this exchange? Sure. Um... <laughs> Uh, he kind of goes, well, it's, it's split into two parts. Uh, the, the top part is titled diet and the, uh, the bottom half is titled exercise. Um, the top half has some listings for some meals for breakfast. They have, um, a veggie platter, uh, a salad with ranch dressing. Uh, it says avoid meats and other fats. Uh, and he's just kind of like getting more and more nervous as he's looking at Krog. <laughs> <laughs> I put my hand on his shoulder like, it's all right, son. I, I know Van wants me to try to be a little healthier. You can, you can read it all. There's no fence taken here by myself. I'd probably pull out like a piece of meat pie and munch on it while he's reading. <laughs> he's kinda, yeah, he nods nervously. He just kind of uh, okay, on, on the exercise, uh, he has listed uh, AMRAP exercises one hour a day. Uh... He, he recommends you start with squats and then uh, burpees and then supermans and push-ups and sit-ups and continue those for as many rounds as possible. It's kind of so like I, looks at you blankly. He's like, well, I did say I would take this into mind. I thank, I thank you so much for uh, for showing, for reading that to me. I, I, I just, it was bothering me these last couple weeks that he would give me this writing, and I just didn't know what was on it. Uh, thank you very much, Frederick. You are, you're such a good friend of mine. Oh, you're so good with people too. You should really, should really smile more and, and talk confidently. You're, you're such a, a charismatic force, my friend. And I, I pat him on the shoulder, and we'll, we'll take my leave. <laughs> Just kind of like nods, and he starts to say something, and then he doesn't know what to say, and he just kind of like stays quiet and looks. <laughs> okay. And then I'll go to the uh, to the inn and order like vegetable platter, but like ten times the size of a normal vegetable platter. Like I order like enough vegetables that it's like now unhealthy. <laughs> they bring you some nice deep fried vegetables and some other like different dish of just like fried vegetables mixed with rice and. <laughs> Yeah, it's surely not healthy Definitely. for you. Excellent. Yeah. Um, but why don't we flip over to the Twin Tower State, where we have Malachi. Okay, so, you know, I've been here recently. Yeah. I approach the, the gate, open it, walk up to the floor, where I assume I'm greeted by the same porter. Yep, footman's there, the and he, the he gives you a nod and says, ah, um... Uh, Good evening, friend. I'm not sure of the proper form of address for a wizard. Ah, uh, Malachi is fine. Thank Mr. You. Malachi, uh, it's good to see you again. Yes, I uh, I trust Lord and Lady Twin Tower are okay? They are indeed. May I inquire... I, I wouldn't like to address the issue directly with Lord Twin Tower. The, the potion that afflicted his blue wife... 
does it seem to have been a permanent effect? Unfortunately, it does seem to be so, sir. Well, okay. Best to bear that in mind. Uh, I had a few questions for Lord Twin Tower regarding a, a personal matter of mine. Do you think he would be able to accommodate me? I believe for you, sir, he will make time. Please come in. It's going to be a few moments. Thank you. Shows you to the same purple parlor that you've been in before, and a few minutes Lord later, uh, a few minutes later, Lord Twin Towers himself comes back down and comes in, moving quite quickly. and goes, Ah, Malachi! Excellent Lord to see Tower. you. He reaches out a hand again. to shake yours. I shake his hand. Say, have you been faring well? Is quite, weeks? quite well. Um, this is good. It's I good to see a... those men that you brought to justice have have been appropriately dealt with. The the woman has been locked up and will be in jail for quite a long time. Fortunately, her husband resisted when the soldiers came, and he did not live. Well, they brought it upon themselves. Hmm, quite right. Yes, I, I'm glad to see justice done. Um... I came to ask you a question regarding the uh, local lords and ladies of the surrounding area. I'm not too well versed in it, as you would imagine. That's I hope that you are. I do know. Uh, I'm well acquainted with all the noble families in and around Shirebrook. There is a man uh, living in Burnshire. Do you know if there are any nobles there? He claims to have been a lord. No. No, there, there was a knight living in Burnshire. Uh, not, a, not a noble knight. Uh, Do you perhaps uh, know his name? Uh, he scratches, his, rubs his chin and thinks hard for a moment and goes, um, I believe his name is Sir Edgar. Sir Edgar. And does he have any nicknames, perhaps? The man I'm looking for goes by the name Spike. What a ridiculous name. No, no, I, I don't think any self-respecting man would name himself Spike. I am, I agree. And Lord Twintower, do you hold any favor with Sir Edgar? No, uh, we have not met. He's a, a landed knight, came up from the lower classes once upon a time. But you said that there's someone... Acting as if they are noble in that town? To an extent. I, I, I shouldn't imagine they have done enough to be held accountable for it. We are um, perhaps some companions of mine having to get in a disagreement with this fellow, and we thought it best to know his standing in the community beforehand. Well, anyone pretending to wear the mantle of a noble should probably be brought home to Shirebrook to account for his sins. Indeed. Perhaps, if you can uh, round up uh, any Edgar. witnesses to his falsehoods and bring him and the witnesses here, I'm sure Lady Beatrix would judge them fairly. Sounds like a good plan. Thank you, my lord. Um, one more thing, Sir Edgar. Is he known to be a reasonable man? May he listen to me if I approach him with the same concerns. I don't see why not. He is a knight. That's what I imagined. Well, I shan't take any more of your time, my lord. 
Thank you for the drink. Thank you for the audience. Of course. I wish you well. He shakes your hand again and quickly leaves the room. Um, and why don't we flip back to Corny? Corny, you get to your inn uh, when your father approaches you and says, Corny, my dear, where is all of our beer? It's been a long time since you've been here, and the beer just seems to be, well... Not here. It seems seems a little clear. Um, Father, I know not where the beer hath went. Um, however, perhaps it, my sister may have had it sent? Have you questioned her, perhaps, Father dear? Um, I'm sure she's somewhere around here. People of this town do not like to drink beer that has been watered down. I shall fetch her post hence, and we'll see if we can make any sense of this mistake. Hmm. Well, where have you been, my son? Uh, certainly off having fun. You don't forget your duties. No, no, of course not, father. I'd never dream of it. Uh, my Good. friends and I were simply hiking down the roads and grommets. Uh, I've, I've come back, however, as I plan to do forever. Uh, I'm ready to brew some more if you'll uh, have me down in the boars. Good, good. Get on with it, then. We haven't a lot of time until... Something, something, something. He gets distracted and walks off to a customer who's calling him. <laughs> <laughs> the real gnome dad. The best part is with Terripper, he's got like four charisma, so him like stuttering every other word just works. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, excuse. Um, yeah, I, I go and brew some mail. Okay. Uh, eventually, Croak comes back, because I think he hangs out here. And he orders some food, and your sister brings it to him. I've forgotten your sister's name. I don't think it got written Zane. down last time. Zane? Uh, I, I wrote it down. Uh, Zany, I think. Zany. Yes, Zany. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> That's the one. My, have you given my father a name? Because I think I gave him a name. Uh, I have forgotten your father's name. Do you remember it? Oh, I don't. I don't know if you ever told it to me. I didn't. Uh, you didn't? Oh, no. okay. Then he's unnamed. You can name him if you'd like, or I can do so. Um, I mean, I, I had and I a couple ideas. Like, I thought. I mean, we're all E, so Valji. Valji. Yeah, V A L J I. Is that a male gnome name? Sure. Yeah. Um, let's go with that. Uh, let's see. That would make there should be two more gnomes. Uh, your mother and you either have another brother or a sister, or you have another sister or a brother. Um, I think my mom and I. I can name those two. Yes. I, I have. I have ideas. I think my mom could be named. Uh, um, Jerly. Jerly? Jerly. J-E-R-L-I. And my other brother, who... I mean, I, I don't know why I wrote this down, but I... Uh, Dunch. Dunch. Yeah. Those work? Yes. Sweet. 
your sister is younger than you, right? I believe so. And your brother is older? Yes. Okay. It, Fantastic. It was either I was the middle or I was the youngest. Uh, uh, do you have a preference between those? Not really. Cool. Then you will be the middle child. Sweet. Love being middle child. Okay, done. Uh, eventually, Croak comes in. Zany serves him some food. And I think this puts a close on the night. And we'll gather the party up again in the next morning. Um, you all meet bright and early next morning. Spells, I think, Nick, you're taking hypnotism or suggestion, right? Um, well, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not sure. I'll think about it over the coming minutes. Yeah, it's, uh... I mean, it's I, like, it would work, maybe, but then afterwards he might be like, wait, fuck that, I want that kid back. Yeah, and there's a chance that, you know, you know you were saying if he doesn't agree to the negotiations and we just leave, if I try to hypnotize him and he passes his save, then he might, like, attack us. I mean, I feel like if he refuses the negotiations, we're going to have to attack him anyways. Well, didn't you say we'd go you know, leave and sort of come back and maybe try and surprise them. I think that's probably the better play. We don't want to get caught into a room and, you know, surrounded. Yeah. You know, fight like that. Let, let's, let's talk about this in character. Okay. So you guys yeah. gather the next morning uh, at yeah, the half I'm gonna, pint. I'm going to take magic myself. Okay. Oh, out of curiosity, what were the houses like in town? Did I notice if, like, the floors were dirt? In the little village? Yeah, I don't think Van, yeah. you ever got to the village. That's oh, true. That's right. Uh, you can I ask Bro. Like, yeah, I'd like to ask somebody in the party. It's all dirt. Okay. As far as the eye can see. Plant oh, there wouldn't be plants inside, though, would there? But there would be outside. Yeah, outside there would probably be plants. Uh, you guys didn't actually get to his village, but all of these villages are just kind of dirt floors with walls built yeah. around them. Basically, if there's any plants inside, I could cast Entangle. It's a good one, Entangle. But mm -hmm. inside a house, it doesn't really gain us too much, unless they're all, they've all got swords, I suppose. Yeah, they'd have to cover. But if they like came out to meet us, I feel like his house probably wouldn't be that nice. If we did have to attack him, I'd probably just set the house on fire. <laughs> yeah, well, perhaps we can discuss it on the road. So, fire is a beautiful thing. Do we, do we all meet in the in the half pint now? Yeah, you guys all meet in the half pint that day, that morning. Good morning, gentlemen. Corny. Good morning. How was your evening? Uh, not too bad. I spoke with uh, Lord Twintower regarding uh, this Spike fellow. He doesn't seem to think that he's any sort of nobleman. There's apparently a Sir Edgar, a, a landed knight, running the village of Burnshire. We should we should ensure that uh, this man is not a noble, but if there is a knight, we could probably enlist him to our aid. Before he has not yet died. Considering. Well, Twin Tower also suggested that uh, if we can find evidence that Spike has been claiming to be noble, then perhaps he could be held accountable for that. Well, I, I'm not sure if he really pretended to be noble or not. I just made the assumption that if you've got armed guards working for you, you must have some pull. I, that may have been a, a mistake on my part. Yes, I have to say the details are slightly blurry to me. I was rather panic-stricken. Malachi, speaking of the Twin Towers, 
I have a question for you about that potion. Mm, you would yes. you would assume, as I would, that it's magical in nature. Indeed. Perhaps a casting of. Perhaps we could dispel such magic. the The skill to do such is beyond me, and I would believe beyond you as well. But perhaps sometime in our travels, we could. Yes, we could I think for a way to manage this. I'm sure it could be removed given the proper research and time and materials. The exact nature of the magic used to befoul poor Lady Twin Tower's face would be important information. Yes, I... Hmm. We should... Not not now, but sometime we should probably stop by the Twin Tower estate and inform them that we're still searching for some form of cure. Hmm. I hesitate to invest so much time in such an endeavor without the prospect of reward. Yet, I would... If It would be unwise to promise that we could cure her without knowing that we could for certain. A simple assurance. And I would say that Tenoble's appearances are everything. If we could restore her former appearance, I'm sure we would be rewarded. Agreed. She may not be particularly fond of religion, but even a fool can understand when they've received aid. Perhaps the next time I am spending a few nights at the magic store, I will look into it. Maybe converse with Rohana. Very well. Well, are we ready to set out? I'm ready to lead the way if you were all ready to set out, yes. Do we have to go through Gadadin to get to Burnshire? No, you could no go... No reason we have to stop there, but uh, Van did say he wanted to speak with my family more on the matter. Yeah, Very well, okay. Then shall we set off? Yes, and hopefully not run into bandits this time. Uh, same spells, Neil. Okay, and Malachi, what spells are you getting? Magic Missile. Okay. My one spell. All right. So the party sets off bright and early in the morning towards Gudadun. Gudadun. Okay. Did a halfling make this map? This or a map? gnome? Sorry, I meant a gnome. I ruined the joke. We wouldn't get it wrong. <laughs> Alright, so you guys head out on the road. Um, you get a few miles out of town. The sun is beginning to peek over the trees when you come across the bodies that you left in the road before. Uh, we never did the looting of them. We went to break too quickly. Uh, oh, I would have left the um, the weapons. I think we said we looted them. Yeah, yeah but did. I never told you what there was on them. Uh, aside from the weapons oh. that you guys got, they also had uh, 10 silver and 35 copper. Who okay. takes uh, all I, the gold? I won't loot any of that, but um, I, I left oh, the I weapons in the temple in my room. Grab that. Okay. And who has the armor? The splint mail? Uh, the, the crappy scale mail? I think we left it. Yeah, okay. I'm not taking it. Yeah, it's pretty rusted out and damaged. Yeah. And silver um, and how much copper? 30? 30? 30. 35, I thought. I think when Croak um, starts looting the bodies, I say, Croak, um, you are volunteering to be our treasurer then? Oh, of course. I would be happy to keep all of the money that we receive and uh, parcel it out as needed for all of you. I'll, I'll establish accounts for y'all. I uh, I kind of look at Malachi like, what the fuck did you just say? But <laughs> I kind of... And I say, uh, so I, I should take a record. What did you take? 
Uh, well, you can see here there is uh, 10 silver pieces and uh, these here 30 copper pieces. 10 silver pieces, 30 copper pieces. And the short bow, right? I'm oh, sorry, I didn't catch that. I thought you took the short bow. Yeah, okay, I'll take the I'll take the short bow. I mean, you did it yesterday is what I thought. Yeah, right. yeah. I didn't actually explicitly say I took it, but let's say I did. Sure. Uh, anyway, you come across the same bodies that you had created, let's call it, yesterday, only this time in the early morning as you walk around, I guess it's not that early anymore, there is a small pack of wolves, six wolves in total, that are eating the bodies. Not to be a lawyer, but wouldn't the wolves have dragged them back into the woods before they started eating them? That's a very good question. It seems a little unusual that these wolves would be snacking on these bodies right here. Perhaps there's something preventing them. Perhaps they just came across the bodies. Perhaps they have no fear of people. Um, perhaps they're werewolves in disguise. Okay, I suggest we, we delay for a bit, like head back down the road a ways and maybe wait an hour or so and then come back and see if they're gone. There, is there no way, good way around them, Neil, without heading deeper into the woods now? Well, you'd have to go into the woods and around them. Could be done, but yeah. it's up Very to well, you. Van Helsing. Maybe we'll wait, see if they move on within the next two hours or so. If they're not gone within an hour, I say we, we chance the woods and walk around them. As a proficient hunter, would I know, like, would I have some knowledge of wolves and their behavior? Like, when they're eating, would I know, like, as long as we don't frighten them or aggro them, we could perhaps, you know cautiously move around them and beyond or like know a good way to stay on the road like or just off the road and around them without losing time as long as they don't feel like you are threatening them or their food they'll probably leave you alone but they're very territorial and protective of their stuff so if you back yeah. off and just leave them alone they'll leave you alone but if they suspect that you're trying to flank them or sneak in on them or get an angle on them uh, they're not going to be too happy about it Okay, I uh, I say we take the route of just trying to go by them first, or just waiting first, and then yeah. if they're not gone within an hour, it'll be just take a wide berth around them. So I take a break and eat part of one of my rations or something. Yeah, I feel like we go back down the road for maybe a few minutes, sure. and then just kind of stop. Okay, that's fine. Uh, and, you know, I, I, I kind of like keep a watch out just to make sure there's nothing like, no shenanigans going on in the woods around us. It's mm -hmm. daytime, but I yeah, I, I still want to be careful. Okay. I guess while we're while we're waiting then. It's very strange that there would be such a pack of wolves openly on the road. Those represent quite a danger to the to travelers. Yes, this road seems to kill off a surprising number of people for a well traveled road that merchants go down. It's, uh... These wolves cannot be local to this road. Surely we would have heard of them. Yes. Why would we have heard of them? Wolves, natural creatures, they all live out here. They come on the road from time to time. I, thought... I mean, if they consider this road their territory. Hmm. They are here I mean, often. it does go right through the forest, does it not? I suppose it might explain. Uh, might be explained by the guards being overwhelmed with bullywugs, unable to maintain all of the roads in proper order. It's a strong theory. Hmm. I, I still Thomas. don't like that. I wolves would usually, I, I would imagine, if I were taking food, I would take the food back to, back to my home first. Well, they obviously feel very comfortable. Uh, yes, I. 
I simply hope they're gone within the hour. When we pass by, we should be very careful. This is this is strange. I have a bad feeling about this, but you're correct. Let us wait. Okay. You guys wait an hour or so, and then you head back down the road. Uh, you see the bodies are a little bit more scattered. There's like a leg over here, an arm over here. Um, and the wolves are still munching on them. Although it's pretty much just one wolf munching and three of them are lazily lying down and two others are pacing back and forth and sniffing things. Uh, looks like they're almost done with it and they're kind of fat and tired. Hmm. I, I would say we take a wide berth around them, but if you would like to wait a little bit longer, we could... Oh, I don't think another wait's going to be necessary, Van. They seem all tuckered out over there. Just keep a wide berth and don't make any move that would seem to be aggressive towards them. Just be very uh, cautious and move around them. We should be fine. Agreed. Yeah. Lead the way. Very well. My friend. Uh, no, no worries. Follow, follow my footsteps. And I suggest I'll... not going quietly. If they, if they suspect that... I mean, if, if it sounded like somebody was sneaking up on you, you would be more nervous than if somebody was simply making a loud noise around you, wouldn't you? Well, yes, but don't don't go out of your way to be making loud noises. You don't want to surprise them or, or get them too riled up. Just I, be heard. It, yeah. No worries. Follow me. I'm, I unfortunately grew up as a hunter. I've not been this way my whole life. I know a thing or two about these forests. Just follow me and do as I do. We should scoot around them. No issue. Very well. We should do this quickly, though. I don't. I don't like the idea of going into the forest. Right. You guys. Scrub. I don't take them that far off the forest. Just like a little bit off the road, like in, yeah. around. Okay. You skirt around the wolves without any problem, and. Maybe twenty minutes out of your ten minutes out of your way, you're back on the road and heading down towards uh, Croak's hometown. <laughs> um, and a short while later, a couple, short hour or two later, actually you're going at corny speed. A short three hours later, maybe a longer three hours later, you arrive at Corny's hometown once more. That's just Corny way. Could somebody actually carry him and move faster? Uh, <laughs> I will tell you how much I weigh. I weigh. It always comes out when there's a nine. 88 pounds. Oof, 88 no. pounds. All right, let me if see. you all like carried me, just all three of you shared the load, would that over encumber? Probably. If we put him uh, into thirds. I mean, <laughs> no, that would. God, no. If you I'm guys carrying him on like a palanquin or something <laughs> of your shoulders, you know? Yes. Okay, so yes. Please. Wait, you weigh 88? Yeah. So that'd be 130. Oh, shit. I can't do math. Hold on. I would. 88 love plus gear, right? On a palanquin. Oh, yes. Let me tell you what my gear is beyond that. I'm already like 281 with gear. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, yeah, I don't think we could carry him. No, I, I'd be under no. heavy encumbrance. I wouldn't um, be going at six. I'm 124 pounds with gear. Okay. So, yeah, I, I definitely would not. I think, I'd, yeah, I'd be under severe encumbrance at that point. Yeah. Don't, don't worry about it, guys. Unless you do want to carry me on a palanquin, I'd love that. <laughs> I'd really like that. When we're traveling, I, I walk at full speed and then I like stop. Oh, yeah, he could like to he catch could up and like audibly sigh. I mean, he could like <laughs> jog along with us. I uh, only I for could. so long. He can't jog yeah, all true. day. Yeah, no. I mean, like in short bursts though. Like you can walk and then jog a little, then walk and then jog yeah. a little. That's not too. Bad. 
I have a slightly reduced movement speed anyway. I'm probably about his same speed. You're like it's nine humans. Yeah, I, I'm lightly encumbered, so my move speed's eight. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I feel like I feel like he could probably jog enough to keep up with eight. Yeah. You guys can yeah, make yeah. good time if Corny doesn't mind huffing and puffing and. Sure. Uh -huh. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not like we're like all day. Yeah, I'd be worried about exhausting him, but it's just like a short distance to the next town. Yeah, I'm cool with that. I like exercise. Sure. We need to get horses. Corny likes it. Uh, eventually, you guys arrive at Croak's hometown. Good uh, everyone is there, and, and as you guys come into town, Croak, one of your uncles, comes up to you and goes, Oh, I thought you were coming back yesterday. We've been waiting anxiously. We thought well, we thought maybe they came after you. We encountered uh, well, some trouble We road, ran but... into some trouble on the road, some bandits. Uh, we had to turn around and take a little rest back in Shirebrook. There is no reason breaking our necks here tonight for it. But here we are. This this here is Van. He is a, a cleric of the goddess Chis. Uh, and you, uh, Hugh has some questions for you about this uh, Spike character. Good, good. We've, we've gathered some men. We've got my brother and three of his sons. So yes, I, with the four these of you, would be my brothers, I guess. Uh, I, no, this would be your other uncle. My other uncle. Okay. Yeah. So three, I, two, and four. Uh, that's seven. There's a total of seven of you now. Okay. 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 Dan. I um. I say. Uh, it. I. I would like to resolve this peacefully, if at all possible. But if the need for force arises, we may be able to oblige such a request. First, I need to ask, this man claims to be a noble, and before I can proceed any further in this, I need to know his true origins. Because uh, I, I it's not simply for our sakes. If he truly is a noble, and we take any aggressive action against him, you will all be killed. sure as hell ain't a noble. This man is salt the earth fellow. Like, well, not salt of the earth, but he's a, a peasant like the rest of us. Lives a few nice. towns over, works his fields. I've I've heard word of a knight in town by the name of Sir Edgar. I believe that's the man in charge of their little village. We should speak to him first. I Knights suppose are... you could get an audience with him, no problem. Yes, knights are upheld by a code of chivalry. A man forcefully stealing a baby from from its mother is not... Is that against the law, Neil? Is that against the law of the land? Threatening with force should probably be against the law, I would imagine. Yeah, you shouldn't threaten people with force. But at I mean, the same no time, way. as long as no one got hurt, no one's going to do anything. Like, you know, if you threaten somebody and then walk away, it's fine. Like, no, you're not in trouble. Mm -hmm. As for custody rights, well, yeah. that is a sketchy issue and there's no clear law. It's kind of up to the individual enforcing it. And possession is nine-tenths of the law. I think back to see if I've heard any stories of my own upbringing of, like, my father being in trouble for taking me or anything like that. No. Uh, the way that he tells it, he didn't so much steal you as he just went and got you. The way he tells it, there was never a question, there was never any trouble, there was never any fight. You just He went and he reclaimed his son and he took his son home and that was that made it sound very above board so i say um if we um if we approach sir Edgar, if it turns out that this isn't a matter that he wants to concern himself with if we then 
at a later date, come to blows with Spike. We've painted a fairly large target on us. Yes, I. this is part of why I wanted to resolve this matter peacefully. I will maybe, do everything I can to... Maybe we should not speak to Sir Edgar. No, 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 no. We should speak to Sir Edgar. Taking matters into our own hands, into vigilante justice, is also a good way for us to get hanged. I'm saying, though, I, I, don't, I don't believe he'll have any obligation to help us in this quest. He is a knight. If it does come to violence, then we've made ourselves obvious as to we were involved. You, uh, you say you're, hmm. All I can say is, if he attacks first, we have every right to defend ourselves. Yeah, but if we sneak back in the night and murder them in their sleep and steal the baby. I will not murder people in their sleep. Very well. I shall, uh, I shall leave myself out of the meeting with Sarika. Okay. I, uh, Hmm. Well, I believe I believe he could be I believe he could be persuaded to come to our side. I, I know this is a delicate matter. This concerns family, but you need to understand that simply going in and murdering people is it, it's a short-term solution, but that has many possibilities for consequences to come to you in the long term. Indeed, would... I, I thought that was your plan, but if the man refuses to cooperate. Well, yes, what if but, we uh, mm. talk to Sir Jane? She's the landed knight that owns this town, or this little if village. If she came with us for a short time, that ah. would certainly be. Or, or if we brought some form of a... If she called upon Sir Edgar, he might heed her call more than he would heed mine. You think? Do you think she would bother to step in on something like that for us? I mean... She's she's known to to be a, a right and just person, but international border, inter-village borders and inter-village disputes are a little more on the difficult side. And I I think it would be worth talking to her at the very least. Neil, yeah, is there any scar left on my thigh? No, completely healed over. Although your clothes are tattered in that section. I was going to maybe suggest we could tell uh, Sir Jane that they attacked us. No, I, I don't believe deceit is our way through this. I I'll, Allow me to speak to Sir Jane. Could you direct me to her? Yeah, he points Wait, a little ways and says... It, uh, or is it Lady Jane? Yeah. Uh, sir, all the, all the knights are Sir, regardless of gender. Okay. Um, okay. He and the... What is it? There's five of them. So the five of them lead the four of you. No, okay. yes. So it's nine of you total. Um, nice. So the nine of you head over to Sir Jane's little tiny manor. Uh, it's mm -hmm. it's kind of like a it's got a little palisade wall around it, and then the inside has a small wooden structure. There is a single footman out front. The, the palisade wall is open, and as you guys approach, the the cousins and the uncles have pitchforks and a couple of spears. Someone's got an axe. Uh, it's one axe, one short sword, a scythe, and two pitchforks. And seeing you guys come up, the soldier gets his spear up proper and goes, Whoa, what's what, what's the meaning of this? I kind of step forward, and I have like my holy symbol kind of... I, I don't like hold it out, but it's like clearly there. It's in front. Mm -hmm. It's over my armor. And I just kind of say, I have come to seek an audience with Sir Jane about a rather important matter that has happened in the village recently.
as you up and down. Give me a charisma say, check I, there, Van. Okay. Uh, before that, I do say, I, I don't seek to bring everyone in with me. I simply myself, and I kind of uh, indicate toward the mother. Okay. Oh, yes, the mother is there, too. That okay. makes it 10. Uh, you want a charisma check? I do. 22. Not, I mean, that is actually a pass. That is a pass. Yes. Yeah. Um, because again, for those of you watching, this is base second edition. So when you make a skill check or a stat check, you want to roll as high as you can without going over your stat. So anything your stat or below is a pass, but a higher roll is a better roll. Mm -hmm. And then if you have like a competitive stat, that's when you need to roll high. Yes. The guard looks you up and down and says, you're a cleric from town. Yes, I, I hail from Shirebrook. I run one of the temples in town. All right, well, we'll see. Come on, bring them all in. Might as well take everybody in. He waves you all in, and pretty soon, Sir Jane comes out. She is wearing uh, a metal, a bronze breastplate with chain underneath. She has a long sword at her side and a shield over her back. She's sweating a little bit. And you see like a winded soldier nearby. Maybe they were recently sparring or something. Mm -hmm. She wipes the sweat uh, from her brow and says, Well, what is the meaning of this? It's not often you see armed peasants. But before uh, we meet with her on the way, I kind of say to the mother, like, uh, I, I wanted you to come so you could help, you know, explain, explain the situation and tell about this man. But I, I would ask that you, I mean, I, I'm, I'm sure you know how to, speak to a knight, remain courteous, avoid getting emotional. This might, I, I know this is a delicate matter. And emotional? This is my son. I know it's, it's difficult, but I would ask that you, you maintain your composure as best as you can. <sighs> okay. Okay. And then once we meet her, I say, uh, w would you address a knight as my lord or, or like anything about it? Or would I just say, sir. Uh, sir Jane? Yeah. Okay. If they are, say, uh, sir was the proper form of address here. Okay. So I say, uh, good day, sir. I, uh, I come to you with news of something that happened in your town two days ago. Yesterday. Uh, yesterday. Didn't we skip a day? Or no, no we left that same day, so yeah. Okay. And uh, I say, uh, recently a child was born in this town, and a man from one town over came in armed and took the child from its mother. Uh, this was obviously not done with permission, and he did it armed. He pointed crossbows at all in the room. Uh, he threatened violence should they not cooperate, and he stole the child from its mother. And who is this man? Is there any relation? I kind of, yeah, I kind of like nod to her. She, uh, Violet goes, "What? Well, he's the child's father, but we, he hasn't been around since, well, since it happened, and and he just showed up the day that that I, I was giving birth to to little Max, and." And and he took him before I could even hold him once. Sir Jane kind of nods and says, the child's father came and took him away. Hmm. I yes, see. I... And how did he know you were deli delivering at this time? Violet replies, well, I had, I had written to him or sent messages to him over and over again asking him to come and help, asking him that he needs to take responsibility for this. He can't just leave me with a child. Uh, but I didn't mean to, to take it, to steal my child away. I meant just make, make a proper woman of me or, or 
or help with some food or some money. This isn't what I meant. The knight kind of nods. He goes, and you say he took him by force with weapons. Viola replies, yes. Yeah, yes. Pointing crossbows at my dear cousin and his friend. And, and then the three of them left. And Jane nods and looks to the rest of you guys and said, and you saw this? This is a, as it happened? I was not there, which is probably for the better. If I had been there during the events, either he or I would be dead. I roll my eyes. I was the... This is an accurate account. I see. Well, as I see it, the child needs a parent. The child is probably better off with its mother. But you did ask... You did write to this man specifically asking him to take responsibility and help take care of the child and while he may have done so violently or with the threat of violence uh, he has done as you've asked he is the father he has rights too this is a, definitely a delicate this. matter I understand this but I, I can't condone somebody walking in and forcibly taking a child from its mother regardless of whether or not she asked for help it's I mean, that kind of behavior is abhorrent. It is a shame. Why don't you try to work this out peacefully? I'm that afraid if this comes to violence, the child may be left with only one parent or, at worst, no parents. Uh, perhaps you can share some sort of custody of the child or convince him to make a proper woman of you and get married and live together. There, there are many peaceful solutions. Violence is the last one. And if I get involved... Well, these things are usually better resolved amicably between the family. Getting the law involved only makes people angry. It makes them do yes, rash and, and stupid things. I, in every way, I intended to resolve this matter peacefully. I, in a way, I wanted to come to you for counsel. Uh, I, I was hoping you might offer some advice. Should I, I will go down every avenue I possibly can to resolve this matter peacefully, but should this come to violence, how would this, wh what would the consequences be? Would we face legal action if such a matter occurred, or would we, would we be within our rights? She, I would, in no way would I intend to be the aggressor in such a situation. She stops all of her actions and very calmly lovely gazes at you it says it is against the law to murder another man as i said or I would woman not be the aggressor i would not be the aggressor one is of course allowed to defend themselves but the law does not smile upon people who how do you say engage in combat passive-aggressively. Provoking someone to attack you is tantamount to attacking them yourself. I, I understand. I, I merely asked because when he took the child, he, he held the room up at crossbow point. And I, as much as I intend to negotiate and resolve matters peacefully, I'm worried that such a, uh, 
a man who can show himself to be so rash and aggressive might not be amenable to reason. He might not be willing to negotiate in the first place, or if he does negotiate, he might be attempting to play it as a trick. She looks to the woman, she looks to cousin Violet and says, "Are you sure you want the child back? I know he's your your son. You said, but." Is it worth risking your life, the life of your friends and relatives? These things are very messy indeed. And if he's in another town, well, my jurisdiction does not quite lie there. That would be, which town did you say he was in? Uh, Sir Edgar is the the knight of that town. Mm, Burnshire, yes. Well... Do you know him? Yes. Yes, I do. We've is com- he a- campaigned together a few times. Is he a reasonable man? Should I attempt to speak to him to see if he can in some way aid in our aid in our attempt to resolve this matter peacefully? He might be able to help, but I believe he will say the same as I. Uh, resolve it between yourselves, and if nothing can be done, if the man is completely unreasonable and refuses to listen... Um, we may be able to speak to him and suggest he give up the child. We certainly couldn't take it but from him by force. It, it is his child. I don't think the law has any... There's no legal recourse we can take other than to firmly suggest. Very well. Uh, thank you. I will definitely speak to him then, and I will see if he will be willing to aid us. Okay. That's uh, that. We just get straight into All right. Anything else do you, the party, anyone in the party wants to say or do before you set out for Burnshire? No. Nope. Nope. Okay. We're going to come to our second break. And when we come back, we will see what happens when the party arrives in Burnshire. Hopefully, no one dies. Uh, see you guys on the other side of break. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. Why, hello, everybody, and welcome back for more Hardcore Heroes. So, the party makes their way through the woods, kind of off the beaten trail, towards uh, towards Burnshire. It's t- uh, ten of you coming along, because Cousin Violet's coming as well. But all does not go according to plan. About halfway from Corny Croak's hometown to Burnshire, the party comes across a most unpleasant sight. Cresting over a, a short hill, you see maybe 60 feet in front of you are three bugbears. Now, for those of you that don't know what a bugbear is, it is a seven-foot-tall, hairy, goblinoid, humanoid creature. They've got big, heavy furs and leather armor over the furs. Each one of them is carrying a long uh, handle with a big metal or uh, bronze ball at the end of it, like a big, nasty mace. Two of them are sit down or squatted down, munching on some meat. The third one is standing and pacing. And as you guys come up over this hill, he sees you. And you see him, and we all roll initiative. Group initiative or individual? Group initiative. All right. Well, GG. 
Uh, we need to run. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm just going to say that right now. I'm going... As soon as our initiative is up, I'm just going to say run and have everybody immediately run away. We don't need to outroll. Well, so roll initiative and declare actions. Let's. Is that to the initiative? I'll, I'll roll no, it it's a. Uh, no, I'll, yeah, so I'll roll a d10. Yeah, I'll, I'll roll it. I have to roll well sometime. There we go. Okay. The party, the whole party, goes first. What are your actions before discussing them? Just boom, boom, boom. Actions go. Corny, what I are you doing? I run and immediately start running away. You run, Corny. That run. Croak? I begin slipping off the road into the woods, attempting to find, like, uh, shadows. Malachi. I roll. Okay. Uh, the other peasants with you need to be a morale check. Oh, yeah, because there's a bunch of them with you. And they're not happy either. They all start fleeing. You guys start fleeing. Uh, Croak, you said you're slipping off the road into the woods? Yeah, I'm trying to find some shadows to hide in as I walk away from them. Okay, okay so my, give me... What's your hide and shadows check? Uh, my hide and shadows is... Tw- no, 15. 15. Okay. Uh, to the party, or I'm not talking as a character here, but I'm just wondering, I, I haven't memorized the monster's manual, but do we know how many hit dice they have? Because I know it's... Oh! I, I, I know. <laughs> I think it's like four... Let's just say this is a fight we cannot win. They're seven <laughs> feet tall. Think about it that way. They're they are size large creatures. You can say as many hit dice as you'd like, but I oh, think yeah. one of them might actually have more HP than the whole party combined. Oh, okay. Bugbear. I for some Always reason yeah. I heard I heard hobgoblin, but now that you're describing them, yeah, no, we're fucked. Let's go. Um, the three <laughs> bugbears get up and they come after you. Do they have any daggers? Do they have any ranged <laughs> weapons at all? I'm I mean, okay, on the bright, yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say we might lose Corny here. Yeah, I just like I'm lagging behind all seven other people. I'm like, <laughs> hey, wait for me. I'm, I'm, ah, uh, okay. die. If they're running up a hill, though, right? We've got, yeah. we've got a head start on them. My advice to you, yeah, they are running up a hill, that's true, but my advice to you would be to, um, if they're catching up to you, just dart into the woods and try and get into tree cover and lose them. Well, oh, this, yeah, is, this is all more or less the woods. There's not okay. There's not even really any any roads here. You're kind of just... It's a trail through the woods, right? I, it's it's yeah, like a small thing. animal trail. Did I notice if they had bows or any kind of ranged weaponry? You saw maces, and that's all you saw before you okay. turned and ran. Okay, like, yeah, I would... All right. You might want to just like dart off the beaten path if they Maybe. start catching up to you. All right, but, um, but you guys—you guys are all fleeing except for Croak, who's going to go and hide in shadows. Hopefully, with did you say a fifteen percent chance to hide 15. in shadows? Fifteen. Oh man! Whoa. Okay. Oh, no. I'm going to get that two hundred XP. I mean, he is. I mean, you could have just dropped some stuff and run as like not encumbered. Okay, uh, you guys, as you flee, you look back over your shoulders to see the bugbears don't chase you. They converge on Croak, who has oh. found a nice little hollow log to hide in. Um, Croak, you are well hidden. You're positive that no one can see you in here. And then there's a sound of footprints or footsteps, and looming over you are three bugbears. And they kind of go, Negotiate. <laughs> well, it was fun, gentlemen. Um, and see if you can like roll a charisma check here. I think that's a thing. <laughs> that was the thing in basic when you met wandering monsters. You got to roll charisma. Well, check. we'll see what they do. <laughs> yeah. Oh no! 
Um, I mean, if they just if they just swing malls at me, I'm dead, right? Yeah. They get, no, see what they, do. they don't. One of them reaches out his big, hairy hand to grab you by the back of your collar and starts to pull you out of the of the the stump you're in. Oh, you should have Van Helsing and already. Um, Body. I, I, I guess I look at him and say, "Well, do, do y'all speak some common?" Uh, they reply, Arkbar, Argmuga. Well, this is this is a bit unfortunate. Uh, well, you see, I, I reach into my pocket and I pull out that ten silver and thirty copper that I, we looted off the bodies and say, I, I believe I could pay you all, maybe. My life, I sure, is worth this much to you. Bugbear grabs it greedily and shoves it in one of his little pouches. Um... And he comes up and starts sniffing at you. I'm a little chewy, tough gristle. You don't want to eat me. The bugbear that lifted them. you up takes you and uh, puts his mace away, picks you up in both of his hands, and tosses you over his shoulder. You said you weigh like 200 and something pounds? 281 pounds with gear. Oh, man. <laughs> Um, it's gonna be rough to lift Croak and put him on your shoulder. Okay. Like, so he goes to lift you and put you on it. He goes, oh, <laughs> starts talking to the other and like pats his belly, and the two of them laugh. Um, <laughs> they they give you a stern look and uh, what what weapons do you have on you visibly? Um, I guess I have a broadsword that would be visible because yeah. there's no hiding that. No. Um. I, in canon, I have a bandolier of darts that I wear, like, underneath my, like, tunic. Okay. Underneath your tunic? Right, yeah. So, like, like you have to reach your hand under your shirt to pull a dart out? Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's a little awkward. Because I usually would slip off my bright, colorful clothes and go into, like, dark mode. I have, like, my leather and my bandolier underneath, but I hide it with bright stuff. So, one of them takes your sword and just, like, tosses it back in the direction of their camp. Um... The others kind of just search you, lift up your cloak. There's no daggers on you or anything? Nope, don't have a dagger. Okay. Then one of them takes you by the hands, another one takes you by the feet, and they start walking back towards their camp, just kind of pulling you between them. Let's flip back to the rest of the party. You guys start (laughs) to flee, and then pretty soon one of Croak's uncles goes, Oh my god, they've got Croak! Yeah, And he tries to stop you guys. Yeah. Yeah. I, um... I say, bugbears are massive creatures. We would not win with them against them in a straight battle. There's, he does a quick head up. There's eight of us and only three of them. If if we, we could get one down place. really quick, like we, you know, they might retreat. I, They're I not going to fight to the death. We could. Yeah, I, I could drop we, one immediately. If we attack them from the hill with our ranged weaponry, perhaps we could kill one or two before they close with us. Malik, Malachi, you have a, uh, you can fire missiles of light, can't you? Yes, and I have my sling. Mm. We are lucky. We strike true. I can fire actual missiles. They are they're they're a bit bigger than thistles. <laughs> what? Okay, what did say, he say? Uh, Do you always talk like that? You get uh, used to it. And then no. we, we need to go back and rescue. I say, <laughs> I don't think they'll kill him immediately. I say we give it a few minutes. We collect our bearings. We make sure everybody recovers. We just did a very fast sprint. And then we we try to not necessarily sneak up, but charge them by surprise. I think if we wait a few moments, cross the hill now, 
perhaps attacking from the top of the hill is our best option. Who knows what they'll do with him when they get him back to that camp. Yes. Here's here's my idea for a plan. Um, there's nine of us, or eight of us now that Kurok's gone. Eight uh, plus cousin Violet, who's still weak from pregnancy and barely yeah, on her feet. Would. Like, she's leaning on her cousins the entire time. Okay. I I say, uh, okay, I can go. Violet, you should follow us and stay close, but don't run into the fighting, obviously. You're, uh, you don't seem to be doing... You don't, you don't seem to be in fighting shape at the moment. She shakes her head. Uh, the rest of us, here's my plan. We have our gnome friend here. Stay back and take some shots with his missiles. We have Malachi and I open the engagement by casting a few spells, and then everybody charges in. I'll, I, I can make one drop immediately. He won't be dead, but I can rectify that right off the bat. The rest, you need to charge in and tackle the two remaining, and then I will come to join you as soon as I cut the bugbear's throat. I don't see the logic in charging them. I think we stand at the top of the hill and fire until they close with us. Then you drop one of them, and any that are left, we, we all pile in on. If they get the charge, they have that advantage. Yeah, the hill is an advantage also. My, my goal here, I want to take them quickly enough. I want to take them by storm. I want them to rout. I want them to run away. Let's get to the top of that hill and see what we present ourselves with. Here, okay. All right. I have an idea. Yeah, let's let's go to the top of that hill. Okay, you guys turn around and head back. Meanwhile, Croak, two bugbears are holding you tight. One of the other ones kind of knocks a big bag to have over and produces a fairly good-sized cooking pot. Maybe it's like a, it's a big pot. It's not big enough for you to fit in, of course. Uh, Shit. There's some discussion back and forth. He takes the pot and starts to walk off. Uh, one of the other bugbears, the, the two bugbears set you down, and one of them just sits on you. You're like on your belly, and he just sits on your back. <laughs> um, the other one goes over, produces an axe, and starts to sharpen the axe. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. He doesn't fit in the pot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I've got a plan. I have an awesome plan. The party, you're climbing up the hill. It's not a big hill. You're climbing up it. Well, it's an Do I, I have any cast... like ability to like get stuff out of my pack, or are they just sitting on me? I'm just like immobilized. Uh, you can move your arms, and you can move uh -huh. your feet, and your pack is uh -huh. maybe with it. If you can make me a dex check, you can reach your pack. I would say don't do anything, person. Well, hold on. Let him let him do his yeah. own thing. Do what you want. Him... <laughs> what do you want to do here? I'm reaching for my pack. You can get your pack. Okay. Um, I am going to take out a python, a climbing python, mm -hmm. and the small hammer from my uh, thieves' tools. And I want to wait for an opportunity that uh, the uh, hobgoblin is sitting, watching him doing his axe. I want to do this very quietly, slip this out. And I want to just, in the most vital area I can get to, hammer this Peyton into him, well, shove him off me, and okay. You're on your belly. He's sitting on your back, so right. Oh, he's sitting on my back. Yeah. I thought he was sitting on my belly. No, no, no. You're on your belly. He's on your back. I'm on my belly. Yeah. Just we, we can, can totally I vitally stab him in the Achilles? <laughs> <laughs> Let's see, if you're sitting on someone's back. I want to. I want to incapacitate to, him. You so could stab him in the in the thigh or the ankle, 
or the the cast? I, like basically, basically, I'm a rogue. I have some knowledge of vital places. If I can't kill him outright, I want to hamstring him, bust his Achilles, shove him off of me, and run. Okay. I would say your Python is less effective than a knife. So I'm going to say a Python is D2 damage. Um, and... I think he gets backstabbed. The I think you could get I a backstab. Would, I'm, I'm he's, angling for backstab. Yeah, because he's sitting on you. He is absolutely not expecting an attack. And mm-hmm. you can definitely get to the vital regions of his legs. Neil, before this happens, can we establish timelines? Yes. Yeah, well, we didn't I, run that far. Would we be able to get Are we getting to the top this? of the hill before, at the same time as they get him down to the camp and sit on him, or is it... Uh, no, you. they have gotten him down to the camp and sat him before you guys get back to the hill. Before uh, he stabs him, can we get in range for me to do some crazy shit? Well, what we're going to do is we're going to roll initiative, and you guys are going to crest the hill as the bugbear starts to look yeah. one direction. So, Croak, you roll a d10 for yourself. Um, uh, someone other than Van Helsing, Van Helsing, roll a d10 for the party because you've rolled him a few times in a row. That's fine. Um, Go for it, Corny. Corny, it's I'll all you. It. Don't you dare roll a 10. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't. <laughs> he didn't roll a 10. That's true. Okay. Be more specific next time. Yeah, yeah, don't roll over it. <laughs> Croak. You see your opportunity. The bugbear, like, slightly eases the pressure off while he reaches for a, a big, big, fat bowie knife. Would, would he notice us cresting over the hill? You haven't crested the hill yet. I don't yet. think so, because like, I'm putting all of my effort... Basically, Croak doesn't believe that his friends would circle back around quickly enough to stop them from cutting him into pieces to no, put in the pot. Like, I'm sure Van Helsing is going to come around, but it's going to take some time. So I'm trying to get out of there ASAP. So like, I'm putting all of my concentration into, like, okay, how can I possibly get out of this? This is how. This is my plan. All right, what do you do, Croak? You get the you get All the right. Python, and you. I get the Python. I find like the place in his Achilles. I get the hammer in the other hand and just crunch it in. For give me an attack roll. I'm going to give you a penalty of. Let's see, because you're really it's, this is an awkward position to be. Sure. He does have surprise though. You yeah, do you have surprise. surprise. I have surprise is, and I have backstab, backstab right? Yeah. So He's not standing either. The surprise so cool. is a plus one to hit. The awkwardness okay. of your position, I'm going to give you a a minus two. Um, okay. So that's a total of that's a total of one. You do get plus two for backstab attack, right? That's just a thief ability. Four. Backstab is plus four. Okay, and it's then plus also four? the guy is the guy yep. is sitting down. Plus four to hit times two damage dice. I think he oh, gets the bonus for the bugbear sitting. Um, uh, I don't think so. Because the bugbear may be sitting, but he's being sat upon. If we're going to give you a plus two to hit for the bugbear, then I'm going to give you a minus four to, for being sat on and lying down. Those two are just like right. equaling so, out. So we have plus one for supplies, plus four for backstab is five, minus two, two. Mm-hmm. for uh, being sat on, so minus three. Yes. Or plus three. Plus, plus three. three. Plus three. Wow. All right. D20 plus survive. three. Boom. You ram the python into his... Uh, calf Achilles area and roll me 2d2 for damage uh two times damage dice 2d2 right you don't double the damage you roll double dice if that's I right. It right yeah okay. 
Three. Good job. Three points of damage. The bugbear howls in rage. Um... So my plan here is to like hamstring him, shove him off me, and book it. Right. This is the okay. this is the intention. At, he howls in rage, grabs the knife that he picks up as the party gets to the top of the hill. You see this bugbear like starting to get up off of this off of your croaky friend with this big fat bowie knife and turn to face him and the party goes I, I cast dead. entangle ooh oh, so, hit friendly, that will yes, hit everyone hit but it's literally the okay. only way he's not going sure. to die but then and he'll sing cast entangle malachi what are you doing cast uh, magic missile at the bugbear that's sat on corny what are you doing there's just the one bugbear there right no now. there's another one who's sharpening an axe but with the howl, okay. he's like lifting his axe and looking around. Okay. Um, Who are you attacking? Start. Yeah, him. The the one with the axe. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, Malachi, roll your damage. Corny, make your roll to hit. Van Helsing, I think they get a saving I'll, I'll throw. You, here's the do I get a save have. versus spell? I think. Yes, you do. So here's the rules for saving. You roll a saving throw versus spell. If you fail, you're totally immobilized. If you pass, you can move at ten feet per round until you're out of the area. Now, just totally immobilize. That just means doesn't mean arms, though. I think it. Hold on, let me check. Because the vines would need to reach your arms. Yeah, they grow. Like they grow really, really large. I don't think they grow. I think they do. We're gonna find out very quickly. Oh, it it might just be their legs, but he'd be lying down at this point, so he might be totally entangled. All right, um, Corny, I'm going to give you a penalty of four to your saving throw because the grass is entangling you and you're lying in the grass instead of standing in it. I mean, croak? Croak, yes. I, I fail regardless, so okay. yeah. Boom, okay. done. Uh, um, the others, I mean, it's it's a hard save because they're all warriors. Right. The other two make their saving fun. throws. <laughs> Do they pass? One of them definitely did. I get two shots with my bow, right? You yeah. second shot at the end of the round. They I both get... pass oh, their saves. Yep, yep. What about the third? Uh, the third is actually not third here. He's off. walked off to a creek to get water and is not actually in sight. He's not within 40 feet? He's not in sight at all. Okay, you only see great. two. Um, I mean, I did cast it so that basically they have to move 40 feet at 10 feet per round to get out of that area before they can start charging, assuming they're coming at us. Yeah. And we still have, like, missiles coming in. They might try yep. to bail. Okay. So, to Ripper, you rolled a nine to hit. That's not a hit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nick, you do three. Yep. And that was a failed save. Okay. Initiative time. Oh, no, uh, second attack at the end of the round. Because um, the bugbears are effectively surprised this round. Oh, cool. Uh I don't do anything because I don't have a ranged weapon. Right, well, you've already used your yes. round. Boom! Yes! That, that's good. Critical hit. And I believe... Nice. Right? Uh, they're a Corny, you are yeah. always my favorite friend. Roll me double damage on your attack, <laughs> on your damage roll there. Pew, pew. All right. Corny. Please, just give me something. That's not bad. Sweet. As a partial move, can I, like move behind a tree so that if they have anything to throw I'm not in line of sight to be hit. You may cower behind like, a tree if you please. Yeah, I, I want to like be able to peek out but I don't want to be like no. a target if they have anything to throw. Okay. 
Now, everyone together on the same initiative, Malachi, will you please roll initiative for your team? Okay. Good. The bugbears are rallying their strength. They're letting out cries, but you guys still have the drop on them. Nice. So they have to move 40 feet. Are they coming at us? Uh, you guys move before they get a chance. Yeah. Okay. Make your turn. Is he still sat on Croak? Or has he, you know, been knocked off by... Uh, he stood to go attack, to grab his knife and attack Croak. So he's standing above Croak right now. Okay, then I, I intend to sling him. Okay, so you sling that one. Corny, who are you, what are you doing? Same guy? Um, No, actually, I'm going to start firing at the one above Croak, because okay. that he get, might actually attack Croak. So All right, uh, both of you, please make attack rolls. Croak, what are you doing? Oh, you, no, you're screwed. I'm completely you're... restrained. I yeah. am at the mercy of what happens. The grasses crawl up all around you. They wrap around your hands. They dig into your chin. Some of it gets in your teeth and just, like, pull your jaw down. And you are flattened like a pancake. What's the uh, range now? Uh, 60 feet. So within short range for my sling. I think cool. it's 50 yards. Yep. Oh, we're 60 feet, are we? Yeah, yeah and also, you're pretty uh, close. I thought we were further off. Uh, actually... No, it's a small, it's a very small hill, and their camp is not yeah. that far down it. Funny, should you not have had some bonuses to your roll? You should well, have had plus uh, one for surprise, but... I'm plus one oh, for specialization. Uh, I, I do have specialization, but I also just realized I'm firing at medium range, so I would have taken a minus two. 60... Is it medium? No, there's no way. That's in yards. Yeah, your, your ranges are in yards. Are you sure? Yes. Yeah, oh, it's okay. in yards. Oh, I'm an idiot. Yeah, okay. Is that plus yeah, two I to hit I... or plus two to damage for... To With... hit for bow okay. specialization, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, but it's yeah. within when you're within sixty feet. I think it's, I think it's thirty feet. Thirty actually, feet. For, I think. Yeah. So I don't think I get any bonus for the specialization. Uh, effective specialization. Bows and crossbows. Point blank is from bows is thirty to sixty feet. Yep. You know oh. as well because he's trained on them. Doesn't he get to fire his first shot? Don't you get a damage them, bonus regardless of initiative? Uh, that no, you have to have the the bow. Knocked and drawn and ready before initiative starts. So he fired two rounds. Like he got to the hill and made his two shots at the start of the surprise mm -hmm. round. So now right. he'd just be normal initiativing. Um, All right. So I now, don't get plus one for surprise, right? Uh, no, the surprise round is over. I don't have any bonuses. I think mine's just d20. You're just a d20. Yep. Boom! Yes. You hit. And are they large creatures. They are large creatures. Oh, yeah. d6 plus one. Yes. Bam! You crack the bugbear in the head. He collapses to the ground on top of Croak as the grass <laughs> comes up and drags him down. Corny, you haven't quite had a chance to fire your shot, but you see this bugbear topple. What do you do? Oh, perfect. Um, so I do get a plus two for my specialization? No, it's within 30 no. feet. Within 30 feet. Okay, yeah. cool. Uh, seeing that guy go down, I'll fire at the second guy. No, I won't. No, you fire and miss. The bugbear... Uh, Van Hielsen, did you say you were doing anything? You're just chilling this round? I don't have any ranged weapons. Okay. I'm going to wait until they get out, and if they start charging at us, I'll take an action. Can I, like... Oh, you can't ready a spell. Never mind. No. Um, the peasants run into the fray, seeing one bugbear down, not really aware oh, or understanding the grass. Past me? Hmm? I say, stay back, stay back, yeah, hold yeah, the hill, call them, call the hill. I'm, I'm, like, shouting that. Like, stay back, They don't listen the to you. Can they I make a charisma check for that? No, they don't. They're they're kind of in a, a bit of a mad rage, trying to get their friend, their their relative back, and they don't really well, know you from Adam. Uh, so they run in, 
and immediately get stuck, except for one guy in the entanglement. And as they like run down the hill, their feet get caught, and then they plop forward, and they are all entangled like croak. Just except for one, except for they still be standing. So if he comes into melee range, they can still hack at him. Well, like if you're running, and all of a sudden your feet stop, and your body just carries you forward, you're gonna you're gonna topple. You know? Yeah. Yeah. The one guy makes it, manages to make it, and he wades ten feet, probably only five feet since he already used some of his movement, through the grass, uh, his axe in hand, but not close enough to any of the bugbears to hit. The bugbear, the, the bugbear who's standing starts pulling himself through the grass, ripping the, 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 the very earth that's coming out to grab him as he tries to break through and to out to the other side. And coming from behind some trees is another bugbear carrying a pot, uh, sloshing with water. Does he run into the uh, grasses? No, no. He just comes around to view where he sees you guys on the hill, okay. a bunch of people lying in the grass, one dead bugbear, another bugbear uh, with an arrow sticking out of him, trying to make his way, and he needs to make a serious morale check. He drops the pot, shouts to his friend, and runs. Uh, and Malachi and Corny, I think you both get second attacks this round. If I'm not mistaken, slings get two attacks per round. Who knew? Do they? No, they don't. No, no. Pretty good. Yeah. Which weapon? Corny, you get a second attack with your bow this round if you want, and you get plus two for back attack, but doesn't matter. Um. Cool. Initiative for the next round. Who's, who's doing uh, it? I'll roll it. Do it. <laughs> oh, shit. You tie with the bugbear. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> nice. oh, uh, he wades to the end of the grass. And that's pretty much as far as he can get. He can get a little bit farther because he wasn't dead center. So he gets to the end of the grass and starts to jog out. Is he within 60 feet of me? Uh, no. At this point, he's like... Uh, oh, seven, he he's back. 70 feet at the start of the round when you got... Because you tied, so he's at 70 feet. Oh, is he running away now? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. They. I guess they have to murder him. Or I, guess, I can run forward. Okay. What are you doing? Um, so the one bugbear ran. I'm going to move forward 10 feet and... Or I'm going to run forward 60 feet and cast Command Die. Or I'm going to run forward to the edge of the grasses, but not into the grasses, and cast Command Die at him. Okay. Or actually, Command they, Freeze. Command they Freeze. Have to understand? Uh, they might speak common. They might. If it doesn't, then there's no point, anyways. There's no point in holding the spell. Does anyone know what table number the missile weapon attacks around is? It is oh. and under Warriors. No, it's a, under Money Equipment. It is table yeah. 45 on page 95 of the Player's Handbook. Uh, it's called Missile Weapon Ranges. Yes, it is, but Rate of Fire is within there. It's a <laughs> wonderfully named table. <laughs> yeah. um, Wait, what is a Staff Sling? I need to buy one of them. Yeah. At some point. Okay. Uh, Corny, you get a second attack at the end of the round. Oh, oh, I didn't take did, mine first. Did my oh, command work? No, your command does not work. 
Okay. If you did not make your first, yeah, you did. You rolled a two? No, I don't know. No, make last. your first and second attacks. Yeah. Yeah. You. Uh, one of the sixteen hits, and cool. he drops to the ground dead. Oh. No damage. Oh. Yeah. Which one? The the one that had been entangled, the one that was sharpening his axe, the one who had gathered the water has gone back around the corner that he first that he appeared from and has vanished. Oh, you shot you shot that one before. Yes. Right, the critical. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Mm. Uh, uh, this isn't written anywhere, but would I be able to dispel my own spells? No. They last until their duration ends. So ten minutes. Yeah. Can I take a shot the the fleeing guy? Or is he in the woods? No, he he's in the woods, he's gone. He's made it out. Okay. Uh, the peasants are crying and shouting, The grass! It's come to get me! Help! 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 I, I, start, <laughs> I start, like, kind of trying to talk over them. Just like, calm down. You'll be free within a few minutes. What? What is this? What Witchcraft? It's, it's holy magic. I tried telling you not to charge down the hill. Okay. Eventually, everyone is freed. Uh, the grasses kind of go back to their normal, peaceful, natural self. Okay. Croak is alive, thank God. Yes! <laughs> Croak is alive Good and work, the bugbears are dead. I help him up. I uh, collect yeah. myself and uh, pick up my broadsword, get myself all situated, and then begin looting bugbears. Because <laughs> you, you helped so much with killing them. I did. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, if it weren't for you, we wouldn't have killed them. That's true. I, I totally loot one of their... Like, if they have a nice sword on them, I'll take that. Huh. I don't care about them. Um, so what is this? This is 20... Have any ale on them. 30... Just Someone write this down. 34 copper. Okay. Oh, and the 10 silver you gave them. Yeah, I'm, I'm counting that. 34 copper. Um... 26 silver. Three, four, five, six, seven gold. On the butthole. That right. JKLM. There's no way these guys are carrying platinum on them. I'm overriding the monstrous manual. That's bullshit. Seems legit. Yeah. <laughs> what about um, Electrum? No. <laughs> no. We're, we're ignoring Electrum. Um, yeah, so that's what you find. In addition, you find the two maces that they had. They have some sort of crude form of hide armor. Uh, they each have a bronze dagger. One of them has a bronze dagger. One of them has a bronze axe that he was sharpening with a whetstone. They've got some flint and steel, a little bit of rope. There's some cooking implements. There's some kind of fetid meat that looks like it's gone bad. Um, So, sorry, do you say a sword or just the axe? I know there was a dagger. Axe. Axe, dagger, and two maces. How much does the... Bronze. um... Mm -hmm. Bronze. All bronze. Yeah. how much does the axe weigh? Uh, you're getting a little quiet. Can't hear you very well. How much well. does the axe weigh? Sorry. Yes, the axe weighs seven pounds. Seven pounds, and then the maces. The maces weigh ten pounds each. Okay. How long is the rope they have? Is it just a fifty-foot coil? Fifty-four. 
Yes, it is a 50-foot coil of hemp rope. Okay. I want to replace the two lengths of 25 feet with the 50-foot coil. Done. And I want to give the two lengths of 25 feet to a party member. Like, I'll take one. Yeah. One okay. twenty-five. Um, yeah, so that'll be 10 way? pounds of rope if it's half. Yep. Okay. Um, does, does anyone want the other length of 25-foot rope? Um, Can you take 10 pounds of gear? I was going to take one of the weapons. I'd be encumbered if I took both. Okay, take the weapons. Corny, you want you want a 25-foot of rope? Uh, no, <laughs> couldn't carry it okay. if I wanted to. <laughs> okay, so, yeah. so we'll yeah. leave a length of, 20, of 25 feet here, uh, 25 feet with uh, Malachi, and then I'll take the 50. Yeah, I'm getting very meta here, but what's worth more in the player's handbook, the mace or the axe? <laughs> you would know the axe is worth five gold, the mace is worth eight gold. Okay, I'll take a mace and I'll leave everything else. Now, you probably won't be able to sell it for full price. You'll probably be able to sell yeah. it for half price. Yeah. Um, if you spend a bunch of time trying to like hawk it in the market, you could probably get full price for it. But it would take a while. It's better to sell it for half price to the weaponsmith, mm -hmm. usually. Yeah, time equals money. Mm -hmm. Perhaps uh, now, perhaps I could use my connections to sell that for you down by the docks. There's a good uh, assortment of unsavory folk that come in and out of town. Uh, I might be able to get a better price for you down there. Uh, I believe I'd rather sell it to a weaponsmith. It's perhaps he could renovate it, make it look like new again. Oh, your choice. You're an awfully high spirits, uh, Krog, for a man that's just almost been eaten. Well, I wasn't eaten, and y'all saved me. So I feel like I'm in the highest spirits I could possibly be. The you know, I, cousins I, I and uncles are all patting each other on the backs and congratulating each other. They come up to Cordy <laughs> and go, that was an amazing shot. You got him right in the neck. I don't care what they say about gnomes. You're okay in my book. And I, well, thank you, sir. I, uh... I, I trained with uh, hers. I, I don't kill cats, though, because that would be... I kill rats, though. Yes. Yes, yes. And, and you! <laughs> he says, pointing to Malachi. Are you a wizard? Yes. You're a wizard, Harry. To an extent. My god. I'd... Let me shake your hand. I have never met a true-to-life wizard ever. How, would, how do like you do it? Friends, but uh, I'm afraid it could be dangerous for you. Oh, they—they they all take a few steps back from you. That's for the best. I wink at Van Helsing. Yeah, I, I wink back at that. I, uh, in response to Croak, I'm like, Croak, we couldn't just leave you to die. You are my biggest challenge. I could never admit to that failure. <laughs> well, I appreciate that sentiment. I am glad to be a thorn in your side. <laughs> Do you think that these, the heads of these bugbears, might be worth something to Sir Edgar? Perhaps. Take a trophy. Uh, do they have like a, a little fluffy tail or something like that, Neil? Do they have any discerning small we can feature? Take ears. Ears are usually ears. what you take. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll chop some ears with my bronze dagger. Just take the like one from each head. You take the same side because they think yeah, you're yeah. trying to cheat them if you take both. Bugbear ears are these big, floppy, pointy ears. They kind of okay. stick out and almost weigh. They sag with the weight of their of their masses. They got a lot you of hair coming in them. How much do three ears weigh? Uh, there's only two. The third oh, bugger got away. You can yeah, tell the difference between like ear sides, right? Yes. Okay. I just want to make sure that like they didn't go. Oh, so you only killed one. Yeah. So if you cut off the left and right ear and you set them in your hands, you can see one is clearly a left ear and one is clearly a right ear. Okay. 
Um, how, mu how much do they weigh? Negligible? Negligible. We don't have to worry about them. Cool. I realize the asymmetry looks a little bit ugly, so I cut off the other ears and just kind of leave them there before we leave. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I did say at the beginning of this that I would be going by the books, didn't I? Yep. Yeah. All right. Fuck it. Let's give you guys some platinum. This is bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Super bullshit. I hope it rolls really <laughs> low. Yeah. The loot tables in the the book seem like ridiculously. Um, it's to make up for the fact that you get jack all for experience. Like <laughs> you can get like a, a long sword plus four from like a you know a six hit dice monster and stuff like that. Yes, things happen. Uh, that is. Uh, I can math. That is. 14 platinum, which is 140 gold. Yes. No, 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 let's call it let's call it electrum, which is half price. So uh, the electrum, 14. We'll call that 14 electrum is seven platinum, which is 70 gold. So you find an additional small chest, like a little small wooden box with 70 more gold in it, because we're not going to use electrum, and we'll convert down. It right. seemed like I, it was hard for you to say. So we found 70 gold in the chest, and we found 14 platinum? No, no, that's instead of the 14 platinum. Yeah, right. instead of the 14 platinum. Okay. I think when he opens that box, I'll just, like, scoop a solid 20 in there as, like, a share. And just kind of, like, put that in an empty pouch and clip it on my belt. And <laughs> give him a quick look and then walk away. <laughs> All right. I'll raise an eyebrow at this. Um... I just take a handful of like 10 and count them up and be like, they should make my father proud. Hopefully he won't get too loud. Okay. Right, I can trust you to split this with me once we arrive in town, correct? Of course, of course. I, I will take good care of the rest of this for you. So hold on. We have Corny took 10 and Hilsing took 10. You got like respect from chat when you're like, okay, let's do this by the books, and now people are making fun of it again. When you're like, no, it's Electrum, it's Electrum. <laughs> okay, because the books clearly say Platinum or Electrum, which means it's the DM's choice, and it doesn't make sense for them to have Platinum. So I'm giving you the GP value of the Electrum. Okay. This is y'all buy the books, and Platinum or Electrum with an asterisk, DM's choice, DM's choice, suck it. <laughs> not, not you guys. You guys are cool. Suck it, chat. Oh, oh okay. Good. You know, yeah, you guys are fine. You're not complaining. No. I, um... I kind of... Once we're done looting everything, I say, we should make haste to town. I don't want to stay out here any longer. It's possible that those bugbears had friends. Is there, like, any argument to that? No, no, no. no let's yeah, go. Let's, let's uh, go. Correct. Yeah, let's, um, let's and go. you guys hurry on to Burnshire. Um, an hour and a half later, no, you're moving slowly because of Corny. Uh, two hours later, two, two and a half hours later, you arrive in the little village of Burnshire. It is maybe slightly smaller than Croak's hometown. Uh, instead of like 400 people, it's probably like 350 people. And there is a small manor house built in the middle with a, a big palisade wall around it and a, a gate that's open. You see people going about their business most of the houses here, all but one of the houses here, are actually one story. And there's little rice paddies out here and there. Then there's some weed over here. There's a little uh, fenced-in area with a bunch of sheep and some dogs that are rounding them up. Some farmers stop and give you guys a curious look as you walk into town, axes and pitchforks over your shoulders. You, you look like a 
kind of a roving band of something. Yeah, I kind of walk up to one very friendly and just say, Greetings, friend. Could you direct us to the house of Sir Edgar? He points to the palisade wall. All right, I kind of like pat him on the shoulder and say, thank you, and just kind of go on my way. I speak to the, the, you know, to Croak and the rest of his family and say, uh, perhaps we should wait here, maybe find a tavern and let uh, Van Helsink speak to Sir Edgar. I, I agree. I think that that would be the most beneficial uh, to us. Uh, Van Helsing has a lot of clout uh, in his name. We Very well, I, I would ask that Violet come with me. Well, you, you heard the man, Violet. Uh, go ahead and uh, go with uh, with uh, Mr. Van. He'll he'll take good care of you. Oh, and I'll take those bugbear ears and see if he's willing to uh, to offer a bounty for those. Oh uh, yeah, I give them to him. All right. Two book barriers, weighing zero. Okay. And then I guess I go off to meet Sir Edgar right away. So you or and actually, Violet? Wait, I, I stick with them until they find a tavern, so I know where to go back to. There, you guys look around and quickly realize there's there's no tavern in this town. There is a small, well, medium-sized pagoda that has some tables built inside of it. It looks like that's where people hang out. But there's nothing in the way of a shop or a tavern. It's literally just like people's houses. There's not a, a single. I guess no, we sit on a hill and, and uh, drinks of Corny's ale. Okay. I mean, they can go. The, yeah, just wherever. I, I just want to wait until I know where they're going to wait, and yeah. I'll head so off. So you, you find where they wait, and as you start heading towards the palisade wall, uh, out of it comes a knight on horseback with two men running at his heels. Um, and he comes right up to you, and Violet's leaning on you, and you're helping carry her. Yeah, I kind of, uh, once I see them riding toward us, I like I walk very slowly, but once mm-hmm. we're getting close, I just kind of stop so they can yeah. approach. He, he stops the horse a respectful distance from you, looks mm-hmm. you up and down, and goes, well, if it isn't a cleric of Chiss... Yes, and I give a very polite bow, and um, I say, Good day, sir. I take it you are Sir Edgar? I am. What are you doing leading these armed men into my village? Uh, armed is simply the way we must travel. We actually encountered some bugbears on the road, and we can discuss that in a minute, but um, it, it's dangerous to travel unarmed. I, I hope you understand that. I believe you. I still must ask. Uh, what brings you here? Uh, there's a matter of some delicacy I would like to discuss with you, if we could uh, return to your manor. He takes a look at the rest of the party. We don't have to bring everyone. I I intended to come alone with merely uh, this fine lady with me. Jeffrey, George, keep an eye on those down by the pagoda. They do anything strange or unusual, come back and get me immediately. Uh, and then he turns his horse around, dismounts, and helps Violet onto it, saying that she's limping, uh, and then leads the horse by the reins and walks with you back into the into the little uh, house. Inside the palisade wall, there's a, a small manor, single story, not nothing special. Um, and he leads you guys in there, helps Violet off the horse, and sits you all down in his little in his little hut. There's a big lantern hanging from above, giving you light in an otherwise very dim room, even with the windows open. Mm-hmm. Uh, he doesn't sit. He paces back and forth in his armor, 
not it's like a, a breastplate with chain underneath and a long sword at the yeah. side. Uh, he's says, standing. I'll just keep standing too. Sure. I assume Violet probably wants. Violet to sits. She's exhausted. She just gave birth yesterday. She's a trooper for making uh, it this far. Um, yeah. So what what does this matter? Uh, a short while ago, I I have a horrible track of time, but I believe it was two days ago. Uh, Violet here gave birth to a son. Uh, one of the residents of your town, his father, uh, came and took it took her son by force. He barged into the house armed uh, with two men at his side who aimed crossbows at the residents and forcefully took her son from her. And we've come to negotiate terms, some way that they could share custody of the child. He stole her child? She had pledged for his aid, but he came, instead of offering aid, he came armed and took the child by force. Is he the father? Yes. Hmm. Delicacy indeed. Yes, that's... We, we are hoping to find a peaceful resolution here, something that can make everybody interested happy. Do you know the man's name? Uh, I believe he goes by Spike. Mm. I do not think you will find a peaceful resolution with that man very easily. He is bit of a problem around here. Not quite a lawbreaker, but definitely chafes the side of many people. He's not a popular person, but he is one with a lot of influence. I see. Did you see that two-story house he had out there? The It was like the largest building in town. Yeah. That is his residence. Yes, he and his family live there. They are all but a gang of thugs. They, they work the land as everyone else, but they tend to bully their way into power completely within the law. Within the law, but... I hope you understand that I would not want her child growing up in such an environment. You would only add to your list of problems at that point. Well... What do you intend to do? At this point, I figure I kind of sit down because I think we're going to have to have... I, I feel like we're kind of on the same terms where neither of us really likes this guy, but we need to find some way to figure this out. So I kind of like sit down at the table and I say, I, I, I simply want to negotiate the release of her child. Um, I hope in every way we can resolve that amicably. I don't want to resort to force, but I want to uh, seek your counsel as to how we could proceed. Um, obviously, I would not want to cause trouble in your town without any sort of permission from you. He's a greedy man. I would say you might be able to buy the child off of him, but if the child is indeed his, his price may be unreasonably high. And the morality of buying your own child is definitely it's... a grim prospect. Yes. I, um... And you run into further problems where he may simply go back and reclaim him in the future. Yes, well, if he does that, there is plenty of recourse at that point, as the child had been bought and paid for. But still, violence is not... He may come to violence anyway. Um... I do have... I, I am a cleric. I do have some holy magic at my disposal, and I travel with a wizard. He, as far as I know, does possess some magical ability that could aid us in helping him see reason. 
not the kind of spell that will dominate one's mind, but more the kind of thing that will calm a, a tense situation. If, mm. if we're to negotiate, he may actually be invaluable. Mysterious folk, those wizards. Their powers are... Let me just say, I have seen many a good wizard, and none of them are all that good. I agree with you, and we have many debates on the topic. So what is um, your course of action? I was hoping to ask for your aid in helping to be a mediator in this negotiation. I, I, I fear for my friends and I fear for my party. I would not want them to come to harm during this negotiation. And I doubt even a thug like him would be so brazen as to engage in conflict if you were involved in the negotiations. Yes. And were he, he would quickly find himself short ahead. Any aid you can lend would be greatly appreciated. I can help mediate. I will sit in on your discussion and see that things do not get too heated. Thank you. Um, Shall we go now? There, uh, one other thing I'd like to ask. Do you have any advice, things that might help make this go smoothly, things that could help these discussions end well? He looks to Violet and says, I suppose you're not a very wealthy person. She shakes her head. No. I think with a greedy, brutal man like that, the only things that speak to him are power, wealth, influence. If you can offer him a trade, he may take it. Do you have anything that would satiate such a... Such a man? If it comes to offering money, I would have to consult with the others. I have some money, but I'm not... On my own, I don't think I could afford such a such a purchase. I'd rather avoid having to buy the child at all, but if that's what it comes down to, I could see what we can do. Yes. Uh, I've heard some talk that this man has been claiming to be a noble. Have you? Oh, heard, has have you he? Heard? I... This is mere rumor. You'd have to ask others to confirm this. I I cannot confirm this myself. That's oh. simply something I offered to you as perhaps an avenue we could investigate. If that is the case, then we... I think many of our problems will be solved. Impersonating a noble is a capital offense. I could... Uh bring some of the peasants here if you would prefer i believe they know more about this topic than i do why don't we ride down to meet them very well and i yeah all right you guys all head down to the pagoda and chat with the rest of the party can i uh speak to van helsing and assume that you've relayed what you've spoke to the noble uh yeah yeah so he mentioned that if there was a trade and he tried to get the child back then we would have recourse Perhaps yes. I could convince him to accept a less than favorable trade. If the, if the knight can mediate the discussion, it's unlikely he'll strike me down in the result of a failed attempt. This is possible. Discuss it with the knight beforehand. I would not 
He's being generous to offer to mediate in this discussion. I would not want to do anything without his permission. I don't think that there would be any uh, telltale signs to the night of what had transpired. I would, however, have to sleep on it. Very well. I, I still, I still insist that we we clear such a plan with him. I want to. I, I don't want to offend a party that's been so willing to help us. I mean, you've we've tried to request help in many a situation, and he has been by far the most forthcoming man to offer his aid. I would not want to take any chance that we could offend him. All right. So I, I want to take speak to the, the Sir Edgar at some point. Sure. So I say, um, Sir Edgar, my name is Malachi. I believe uh, you know of me. I am a friend of Van Helsing's. Yes, he did say he was traveling with a wizard. I presume that is you? Yes, that is correct. Sir Edgar, I don't know what your plans is. Van Helsing has said that perhaps you would be willing to mediate in a discussion between ourselves and this Spike fellow. I can sit in and I hope my presence will be enough to keep things from coming to violence. And if it, they do come to that, I should be able to put a quick end to it. Assuming that violence will be off the cards in your presence, I have the ability to maybe uh, convince this Spike fellow to perhaps make a, a trade for the child, maybe a few silver coins. If he were to agree to this trade and then attempt to uh, change his mind, I assume the law would protect us. Not if he was bewitched by magic. So, how would one prove such a thing? He narrows his eyes at you. I, yeah, I start rubbing. I would know. Okay. Perhaps we should. A discussion perhaps... to Van Helsing. Perhaps we should abandon that avenue then, Malachi. So uh, be it. Okay, and then... Right. So... Oh yeah, so he came down to talk to the peasants. What did they say about him claiming to be a noble? They deny it. Oh, when, where did we hear that? Misinformation. People just, I said he had men with him, and the thought was that he, they were hired men. Oh, yeah. okay. Pure misinformation. Okay. I, I apologize for that misunderstanding then. Yeah. And, um, hmm. I, we, we should go tomorrow. We should sleep on this to, so we can think up our case and think up our tactics. Uh, I believe. Are there any quarters we could sleep in in town? I'm afraid I don't have room to put all of you up, but I could put a few of you up. Certainly the lady here. Um, of course. I'm sure if you ask one of the other farmers around here, they would lend you their barn for a few copper, maybe a silver. Uh, I will. Yes, I will speak to one of them then. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I suggest that Violet stay with the Lord, or stay with the Knight then, and then everybody else kind of take up a barn together. Um, Do you think I could perhaps stay with uh, my cousin Violet? You know, she's gone through so much, I'd hate to her to, for her to be alone in a, of course. In a stranger's house. Of course. I, I do have a spare bedroom and a, a parlor 
Um, there are two couches, and if you wish to stay with your sister, that is fine. Uh, I'm sure the little one could find a, a comfortable place on a, a spare cushion or some blankets. Sure, you won't hardly even notice he's there. I, I suggest Malachi and I stay together for the night, um, and that we go with the farmers to the barn, and yeah, uh, we'll, we'll talk That's about that later, I guess. Great but, mix um, of romance going on. But... Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think there's really much else to talk about at this point. I think we just have to learn by doing. Okay. Well, everyone settles in for the evening and the night. I, I try to establish watches with the people in the barn. I kind of mentioned that uh, this this family that we're attempting to negotiate with has a lot of power in town, and I don't... The fact that we came in here, we caused a stir simply by our entry. I'd rather we, we kept watch. If anybody attempts to enter the barn, uh, we need to be awoken immediately. I cannot take watch, and Malachi cannot. As spellcasters, we need to be uninterrupted in our rest to be able to replenish our energies. The cousins well, and actually, uncles agree to take watches. I actually think that Malachi might try and go to um, one of the nicer looking houses and attempt to purchase lodgings for the evening. Hmm. Um, well, this is the nicest looking house. What, the barn? No, 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 the, the noble's house, uh, the knight's place. Oh, is that where we're staying? Yeah, he'll put you up on a couch. Okay, yeah, that'll do. Yeah. That'll do. Better than a barn. Definitely better okay. than a barn. So, Van Helsing and Malachi get the couch... Croak gets to share a bed with Violet. Corny Wait, gets a pile of pillows and blankets somewhere. And the peasants go sleep in a barn. Okay, uh, I, I suggest they find one close to the, the manor and begin shouting if anything happens yeah. in the night. I, 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 I maintain the advice about taking watches. Okay, they find one, uh, work out a deal with the guy, and everyone goes to sleep for the night. We will. I, I pay for that barn, by the way. Uh, two them. silver, then. We will come back with the conclusion of t this week's episode in just a few minutes. So see you guys on the other side of our break. Bye-bye. Au revoir. Why, hello there, friends, and welcome back to Hardcore Heroes. You are in the little dingy town of Burnshire, which looks nothing like the background we have now. Um, and everyone wakes up the next morning. Malachi, what is your spell? Van Helsing, what are your spells? Oh, that's a great question. You go first. Uh, there's only really two options. Uh, I need to, yeah, I need to figure mine out really fast. Hold on. I might swap something out here. I think oh. I will. Um. So I can, I can like talk to the knight before I pray to get my spells right. I could just like go have a quick conversation. Sure. Yeah, I want to ask him. Uh, does he know what the floor plan is like inside of that manor? No, I've never been inside. Or not, not necessarily the floor plan, but do you know if the floors are made of dirt? I believe the bottom floor to be made of dirt, but perhaps when you build a two-story house, it would be made out of wood. Okay. Uh, the second I floor is most not. certainly wooden. There's a small balcony that wraps around the front with a staircase leading off the one end of it. Although I think there's a staircase inside as well. Thank you. I, I simply wanted to know, I have a, um, in case we got into a bad situation, even with your aid, I had a spell that could have diffused it, but I would have needed dirt and grass in order to make it work. Hmm. Oh, uh, I think I only the elves have grass inside of their buildings. Very well. I will go 
uh, do my prayers then. I'll take magic myself. Again. All right. Ooh, wait, could I take that? Oh, that's a wizard spell, I think. Can I use strength of stone? Yeah, it's kind of pointless for us. Ooh, but I can't. Can I use this? Hold on, I need to check something for a spell. <laughs> the spell is OP. Strength of stone be pretty good for uh sun scorch is like the, the most first level spell Ooh, do you have access to suns no i think sun scorch is a tome of magic spell what's what? oh yeah it spells a magic yeah uh i was like that spells so op yeah, yeah some of the spells in in the uh other books are overpowered in yeah fact, a lot of stuff in those other books is overpowered they're super broken uh, i played a game with some friends where i was like yeah you can just use whatever subclasses or whatever you want it came by with the most ridiculous, overpowered characters. Uh, can I take a wander through the Knight's Manor? Just kind of looking to see what's there. My eyes on, like, potential valuables. You could definitely have done that last night. Yeah. All right. Uh, what, did I, what did I find in this Knight's Manor? Uh, it's a pretty paltry place. There's not uh -huh. a lot in the way of great wealth. He does have um, iron silverware, though, you notice as you peruse the kitchen. And he's got some, like, okay. iron cookware. Um, looks like he probably keeps a cook in the house. Most of, most of the cookware is bronze, but there are a few iron things here and there. Um, okay. In real life, people pay more for bronze-plated cookware. These days, probably, yeah. yeah. Iron's the rare metal. Yeah. Okay. Uh, at least then, or in this in this world, um, I want to at some point in the like early morning, I'm hopefully trying to catch like a single cook in the kitchen or something, or like a single servant, mm -hmm. be like, my uh, my dear cousin has woke up this morning uh, with some uh, just terrible thirst. It seems she's just quite exhausted after having given childbirth and after having traveled this distance. Uh, is there any chance you could uh, warm some milk up for me or, or find a, a little something to, to soothe her stomach on this morning? Of course, of course. We, uh, if she's just given birth, she shouldn't be traveling at all. Let me... I know just the thing. My mother used to make a wonderful lemon milk tea for me. I'll, I'll oh, just get excellent. That if you out. could go about doing that for me, I, I would much appreciate it. Uh, they do so. Same and I'm hoping to, like, as they go into a counter or have their back turned, filch some uh, iron silverware. Give me a pickpockets check. Alrighty. Roll one of 100. Sorry, if you roll a 100. Roll a 100. No. Your... No? No, 25. Okay. So you try and get some, but they turn around too quickly, and you just, your opportunity's not quite there. Unfortunate. That's no. fine. I'd take the milk back to her, and that'll be the end of that. Cool. All right. Um, everyone's got their spells figured out? Okay. Yeah, I, I messaged them to you. Cool. The moment of reckoning comes. The party heads down to the uh, the house of St uh, Spike. Head down to Spike's place. I, um, if we're stopped at, like, the entrance, I ask to speak to him outside. Well, when you get to the house, the nine of you, ten of you with the girl, eleven of you with the knight, he doesn't bring any of his men-at-arms. Mm -hmm. um, Spike himself 
kicks open the, the doors leading to the balcony, steps outside, baby in one arm, and two men step out with him. They are equally dirtily dressed peasants with crossbows and bolts loaded into them. Um, Do they point them at us? Uh, they're not pointed at individuals, but they are pointed kind of up in the air. And the door downstairs also opens up. And outside, from the door downstairs, steps two men, one with an axe, one with a... And the other one has a pitchfork in hand with two dogs on a leash in the other hand. The dogs are barking and snarling. And Spike says, Well, I heard you all rolled into town looking for me. We wish to discuss matters with you. A peaceful negotiation, and I kind of indicate back toward the, um, uh, Sir Edgar. Sir Edgar, this child is mine by my own right. This woman here asked me to take care of it, and that is all I did. I simply came and took my rightful heir and brought him home. These people bringing weapons to my house, bringing weapons to your town. Well, they seek to cause trouble around these parts. Trouble? We simply want to negotiate. Then why'd you bring so many weapons? Because only a fool travels between towns unarmed. Mm-hmm. Why'd you bring that wizard? What is a cleric of cheese doing here? This is a matter for families. This has nothing to do with beauty. Consider it a favor for a friend. Speak your piece. The dogs are barking, barking a little bit and pulling on the ropes. I kind of, um... I kind of look down at the dogs and I say, Forgive me, friend, but my voice is strained. It would be far easier to talk to you if you would come down and have an audience outside. I'm happy up here, just fine, in plain view of everybody. (sighs) All right. I just kind of say, Give me a moment. And I kind of, you know, walk back to the party for a second. And I say, what are we okay with parting with here? I can tell this man is vile, and he won't leave. He won't give us the child for nothing. Well, I am willing to spend some gold in this matter. If it resort, if we have to resort to buying the child, I am willing to spend some gold. He might ask an unreasonable price, but it will be an unreasonable price for a peasant. I agree. I think we should start. We should make an offer, a low offer. See what he comes back with. I'll see if I can get him to offer first. Maybe we can all agree to chip in 10 gold. I'd be willing to Can't, do that. 40 gold? That seems quite pricey. It's quite Maybe. pricey. 10 gold each. I, I wouldn't start anywhere near that high. Gold? If we make oh, that I, our, our top I, I won't. Yeah, I won't make that first offer. That'd be We'll start absurd. with two gold. I, 
I don't understand why we would have to go any higher than like five gold or so. Other than that, I mean, look at it. This guy's living in a two-story manor out here. He's got family. and This child's in a good place. I, I know I, it's I, family, and I would appreciate it if my, my cousin had the chance to raise it. But perhaps we could just, instead of buying the child, just have him agree to keep my my cousin violet as a as a wife or companion with the I, violet punches the you yeah I not like say, in the I, face I, but I, just yeah i i kind of just say like i would not be comfortable leaving her here with this man neil can you I, draw a small map i i'm struggling to envision yeah when you said that the two guys came from downstairs when you uh well you do that i i sort of walk back and i say friend Violet wishes for the chance to raise her child, and I don't think her request is unreasonable. We are here to negotiate terms where you could either share... We, we would like to start by seeing if there's any way we could share custody. Uh, if you all take a look at the map real quick, this the bottom one is the downstairs, and we have a door right here that kind of comes out from the, the downstairs section. And yep. it's from here that two men came from inside the building with dogs, and one of them had an axe. And on the upper side, two men, uh, three men came out, Spike in the middle, and then from out into either side came the men with crossbows. So what? This is they a, like come a, out from the second story. What are they standing on, like a balcony? Yeah, this is yeah, a little balcony. balcony up here. Oh, so they're like above us. Yeah, yeah. they're standing up above. The crossbow right. guys are. The crossbow guys um, and Spike. Yeah, I say, is there any way we can negotiate shared custody of this child? Violet wishes for the chance to raise her son. Well, he licks his lips. I guess I could use a wife. Violet, honey, why don't you come on over here? We'll treat you real nice. It'll be sweet, like old times. You remember old times, Violet? I just kind of say, shared custody, not a marriage. I will not be sending my son off to women who would poison his mind with lies and filth about me. I know the mind of that woman, and I wouldn't trust my son with her. Not for a minute. You seem adamant about sharing custody. I was hoping we wouldn't have to come to this, but as much as I find the thought of purchasing a child abhorrent, I know Violet wants a chance to raise her son. Would you be willing to part with him in exchange for compensation? I'm listening. What do you think is a fair price? Bear in mind, we come with peasants. We can't offer you a fortune, but I'm sure we can come to some sort of reasonable exchange. Can I charisma check this? Yeah, give me a charisma check. Let's see how persuasive you are, Mr. Cleric. Ah! Not in the slightest. Oh. Oh. The one you... time you don't want to roll a 20. Are you asking me to sell my own flesh and blood? My heir? My offspring? Bastard as he may be? Yes. That's exactly what I was asking. 
I'm sure. I, Twenty I don't gold. Watch either. Twenty gold. Twenty gold. Allow me to discuss this with uh, my friends and see if we even, if we can afford this, and if we're, if they're willing to pay as much. And I kind of walk back to the party and I say, "This is a good fucking offer. We should take it." Well, I mean, twenty gold. I mean, Violet, you were looking to have him make a honest woman of you just earlier today. I don't understand. He offered to marry you. I just kind of like filthy man. I may have wanted him once upon a time, but when we first met, he was sweet and kind and gentle. Not the man I see before me today. Perhaps because we have ten, well, nine men here armed with pitchforks and other assorted weapons at his doorstep demanding that we take his only son from him. I mean, perhaps, I, look at this house here. He's clearly offering you a good life, and as I've heard from his own mouth, he offers treat you sweet. I, Give me a charisma check there, like... Croak. <laughs> <laughs> That's a pass. What's your charisma? 13. She ponders it for a moment. I, I, I look at her and say, don't take the offer. That's right. Don't take that 20 gold. You can have a life of more luxury than you've had in all your times in Godaddin. You know that man is vile. You would not be happy living there, and he would not raise your son correctly. Well, he was sweet and gentle. I mean... With all due respect, Van Helsing, we do not know the man very well. It doesn't take long to judge a man's character. And we've seen plenty of him here today. Perhaps not for you. Add your persuasive for a 20. I I say we buy the child from him and see if we can negotiate it down to 15. I'm waiting for my answer, he calls at you guys. I kind of, I, I, I can tell that like Violet does, like I'm, I'm assuming Violet's pondering it, but she's not necessarily wanting to live with him. She's just kind of like, I mean, he was an asshole, but maybe he wouldn't be an asshole anymore. Oh, and of course I, not. Promise to teach you sweet. And I, I kind of um, I kind of walk back and I say, we would be willing to buy the child. Uh, I don't know if we can afford twenty gold, but we could offer you thirteen. No, no, twenty gold is the offer. You, I, I want to step forward. What do you say, Corny? You humans, you are so long in the tooth. Here, I pull out a pouch with twenty gold in it. Perhaps this money will make you more sooth. I, I just have this just disgusted look on my face, like with one hand holding the pouch and one hand. I, I kind of like put a hand up to him very quickly. I'm like, that, that, that'll do. And I well, like, toss that up. gold up here and let's give it a count. Or better yet, why don't you waddle your little legs up? There's a staircase kinda, round I back. Take, I, I take the pouch and I say, we, I have a good enough arm. I can toss it up to you. Bear in mind, this trade is being done in the eyes of the law. I, I hope you are aware of that. Oh, I would never do anything to disregard Sir Edgar. Very well. And I, I, I kind of like make sure Corny's okay with it, and I take the pouch and toss it up to him. He takes it in one hand, hands the baby to a guy with a crossbow, pours the coins out, counts them, puts them back in the pouch, eyes Sir Edgar 
gives him a good long look and then instructs his man to take the baby down uh, who brings it to Violet. Actually, who brings it to Corny and says, uh, and as he does so, uh, Spike says, Well, little gnome, seems you just bought yourself a baby. He's all yours. I've never done that before. This one time with a haw. Never mind. Uh, yeah, I, I take it, and I walk immediately over to Violet with a big smile on my face. I'm like, here is your child. And uh, uh, just don't let him go wild. She takes it, tear in her eye, gives you a kiss on the cheek, and says, thank you. I kind of, um, I, I walk up to Sir Edgar. Like, I, I assume we're just going to immediately start leaving. I kind of, like, give him, like, a quick bow before I start to walk off. And I, I say to Sir Edgar, should he ever disrespect the terms of this trade, I, I assume you would be willing to, you, you would be willing to take swift action against him, yes? I will take the appropriate and just course of action. Thank you. And I, I just kind of, um, yeah, I guess we leave. All right. Before we leave, I want to give my wineskin to the knight and be like, uh, one thing, sir knight, could you uh, try my wine and tell me if it's all right? Of course. He takes a swig. This is quite good. Did you craft this yourself? I did indeed. I'm told I'm from quite a good breed. Hmm. Perhaps I'll buy a barrel for myself. Well, from where do you hail? The half pint, good sir, uh, up north in uh, 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 Shirewood. They were Shirebrook. That place. Shirebrook to the south. The south. My directions are coming out of my mouth. Yeah. Yes. I, uh... Yes. Well, I'll send one of my men to see about negotiating a fair price. This is quite delicious. Ah, thank you, sir. Uh, what was it? Oh, I, um, on the way back, once we're sort of away from the, his house, I, uh, I give Corny ten gold. Oh, I, thank you, good priest. I only, I only wanted the time to take the least. Oh, thanks. Right. And I, um, I, I guess I kind of, like, say to the peasants in general, like, should he ever, should anything ever happen and you suspect he's disrespected the terms of this deal? Uh, send word straight to Shirebrook and we will go to Sir Edgar directly. Alright. They, their place is on the way, so you all head back towards Croak's hometown. Yep. As we're Hopefully calling it. bugbears. <laughs> 20 bugbears. He found his friends. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. God. It is an uneventful journey back to Croak's hometown. Uh, Croak, your family after giving you a kind of half-hearted thanks, it appears yeah, the... it's the... very awkward. They give me a half-hearted thanks. I kind of stand there awkwardly, like, arms crossed over my man boobs, like, yeah, yeah, I did what I could. The important thing is when your family needed you, you, you came, and we appreciate that, but... Well, I guess there, there's no buts. That's good to see you now, Toby. I don't expect much uh, visits in the future. Uh, my, my eyebrows. I'm glad we could help some. Hmm. Right. No, you can just see one eyebrow on my face like go up when they say Toby. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. 
they all come by and shake Corny's hand, uh, shake Van Helsing's hand, and they all keep a big distance from Malachi and just give him a wave (laughs) and a little bit of a bow. Uh, and they head back into their houses and go their own oh, ways. I'll, I'll just, I'll just like on, on their way out. I'm like, ah, uh, one more thing. Um, give this to uh, the girl. Um, she's a. She could use it better than our things. And I, I just hand them the wine skin with what's left in there. Okay, right. mm. they take it. Um, yeah. Probably pretty decent wine for them, actually. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. everyone, I think, heads back to Shirebrook. As uh, that last exchange happens, I nudge Croak on the arm and says, looks like your cousin has an admirer. Oh, well, maybe we'll make a trade, my cousin for his sister. You know, I I was just about to suggest that. (laughs) (laughs) I can just sense you guys are saying that, and as I turn around, I just give you the evil eye. (laughs) (laughs) And then I... That was strange. Okay. Uh, take it you all head just back to Shirebrook. And... Yeah, on the way. Nope, there's no more encounters to be done. And you arrive. Unless there's all anything right. you guys want to do in town, maybe we should sell some of that gear and just wrap up ends, yeah. and we're going to end yeah, just a little ahead of time. I had some um, minutes of basketball. Oh, yes. Go on, do you want to go first, uh, Greg? Sure. Uh, I was just going to have little scenes uh, with different people. Uh, for Malachi, there's just a, a small scene where Croak hands you the uh, uh, 20 gold pieces, two silver pieces, and 16 copper. And he says, here you go, my friend, uh, your share of our treasure this day. Uh, I am happy to be your treasure anytime. You know, Croak, uh, they, they already took their share. I assume that the two of us oh, are just... Oh, believe me, I'm it. factoring that party in. Are we just... Um, are you giving them any more, or are we just splitting the rest between ourselves? Oh, well, Corny only took a small share. He's going to get some for, for his bit. Uh, the man is going to get quite a little. Huh? Mm. He only has small pockets. That is true. That is true. But he did do a solid for my family, and I, I respect that. So I'll make sure he's properly uh, rewarded. Fair enough. Um... Thank you. Yeah. And then there's going to be a small scene with uh, Corny and the half pint at some point. I guess I like trap him in the basement with his brew surprise, or brewing supplies or something. And be like, well, I wanted to make sure you got your fair share of our earnings. And I hand him a, a small pouch with uh, 10 gold pieces, two silver pieces, and 16 copper. And then uh, I look at him and I say, well, I wanted to make sure you were repaid properly for doing a solid for my family as well. And I reach into my own supply and I hand him a bag of 20 gold pieces to say, you shouldn't have to pay for my family. This is, this is repayment for your efforts. Um, I, I, um, I just kind of like, I push the, the pouch back and I say, now, now, Corny, you are truly a friend. With this, hopefully, uh, our, our friendship may uh, bend. Uh, perhaps my wording is not quite right. Yeah, you you confuse the the holy bejesus out of me. I will say, but uh, <laughs> you, I'm not one to look a gift horse in the mouth twice. Uh, 
I appreciate what you did, and I want you to, to know that. And I'll, I'll go ahead and take back my 20. But this part here is yours from the, mm -hmm. from the expeditions, and that, that I need to make sure you have. Yes, of, of I'm course. Not an, not we'll, an honest man. We'll say that you owe me a favor. Now, mm -hmm. let me get back to my newest flavor. I look forward to trying it. It sounds delicious. You shall be the first. It shall quench your thirst. Alrighty. Um, and then there's a, like a small scene with me and Van, I guess, in the church. Uh, and I say, well, Van, I, I would uh, give you your share of the treasure here, but I'm, I'm gonna give you an offer. I, I know that you are a pious man needs to see to the church. And uh, I have these here, two silver pieces and 16 copper for you that you could uh, give away. And I kind of hold them over the like, I don't know, giving tray or something. Says, but I am a practical man as well. I could keep these for you uh, in your name, of course. It would make sure that any further expeditions we go on are well-funded. Uh, I. I could not morally make that decision. Uh, you can simply put that into the, um, what do they call it when they pass around like uh, Collection tray. Know. Yeah, you, you can put it in the collection tray. All right. And I, I, just, I just dump it right in and be like, well, a loss is a loss, I assume. And uh, it happens. I go off to, I guess I just go off and have a chat with, uh, with Frederick, but that'll be the close of, of my scenes. Okay, anyone else have anything they want to do in town? Yes. I want to sell those weapons. I have a short sword, a dagger, and a mace. Right. Um, their combined value... Let's see, a dagger is 2 GP. A short sword is 10, so that's 12. Oh, wait, do I have different prices for short swords? I did change uh, around some of the uh, weapon the prices. But short swords are 10. Yeah. And the mace is 10 as well. Yeah. Yeah, so that's 22. Offer me like half that. Yeah, so 11 gold. Okay, cool, I take that. Um, I suppose I'll try and sell the short bow at the same. Oh, should not have closed so that. So 11 gold just went to the church. <laughs> no, I, I, I only have to use 10%. You know, I actually don't... I've been looking through the player's handbook and I don't see anything about tithing for clerics. Paladins have to, but I yeah. can't find it where the clerics have to. You are basically oh. playing a, pal a paladin. Yeah. One of these uh, days I'll pronounce that word correctly. Uh, 15 gold for your short bow. Yep. And then I wanted to do something else. I want to maybe... I assume that Rohana won't let me just read her spellbook. No. Nope. I assume that that's... I will... You you work with her, and she has let you learn spells from her book, and under the proper circumstances at the proper times. So if there's so the spells I've got are the ones that I learned from her. I assume. Right. Do you have room so for more spells per level? I do one? have room for a lot more spells per level. Do you so remember which spells you tried to learn and failed? Only one. Sleep. Okay. Um, so I would like to seek out maybe if I could read her spell book some more to learn new spells or try and buy scrolls from her or from the other magic shop in town? Uh, they don't have any scrolls. Those are super hard. Um, but she will let you learn some more spells from her book. Yes. You are her apprentice, after all. And oh, you yeah. do a bunch of work around her shop for her. All right. Um, so what's the deal? 
So her spells are detect magic, detect undead, hold portal, hypnotism, identify light, magic missile, mending, read magic, sleep, suggestion, and wizard mark. Okay. So what? Can I just try and learn all of them? Um, I have to sleep. So I can light up to 14. Oh, wow. I think you... You can't do sleep until you hit level two. Yeah. Right, yeah, I can't do sleep. Um, so... So currently I've got Magic Missile, Identify, Light, Hypnotism, Hold Portal, Detect Magic, Read Magic. That's seven. So I can get seven more. Yeah, uh, she doesn't have that many spells. She has a total of... 10, 11... She has 12 spells total. So I'll try and learn all the ones that I don't currently have okay. in my book. Uh, detect sorts. Undead... Okay, so uh, let me just check the number. That is a divination spell. So it's 75 or less, right? Yes. Alright, detect undead. No. I'll nope. add that to my list of failed ones. Um, hold portal. Already got that. Uh, hypnotism, identify. Got, got. Uh, light, magic missile, mending. Mending. Got. Okay. Read magic, sleep. Already failed. Read suggestion magic already and wizard mark. I think we got rid of suggestion because it was too powerful, and wizard mark would be the last one. I think suggestion's actually like a third level spell or something. Uh... And then we replaced it with hypnotism. Did we? Pretty, pretty certain. Yeah. I know we talked about suggestion. I had to was rewatch it, the Was it replaced spell version. level wise or just on the list of spells you could start with? Just on the list of spells I could start with, I think. So you're essentially outside of that, right? You're learning this from Rowana in game. This is exactly the same list, I think. Suggestion is yeah. a level one spell. Yeah, but I think. I don't know. There was something about it. We replaced suggestion with. We did. I remember that in the character creation. Yeah, I thought that was only for like spells you could roll for at the beginning. Like essentially, I feel like you're just reading suggestion out of Rowana's spellbook in this point. I can't remember why we replaced it because it seems like a perfectly reasonable spell to me. Yeah, it's pretty. Are you strong. sure? Because doesn't it last hours rather than? It does last oh, yeah. hours. Yeah, so it's like it's like hypnotism, but twenty thirty times better. I mean, might as well. If you'll let me have it, then I'll roll yeah, for it. Yeah, I mean, it. if it's by the book, we might as well get it. I can't, I can't see it, though. I don't see it in the list of first-level spells in the purple one. Uh, I'll double-check the player's handbook. It says oh, it's I, on think, I think the issue is that... <laughs> Fucking mosquitoes. In the player's handbook, they had Charm Person as a first-level spell and Suggestion as a third-level spell. I'll and those are supposed to be reversed, but they that, that was an error they made, and they just kept it that way. Okay. I actually don't see suggestion in the list of first level spells. Suggestion yeah. is a third level spell. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Yeah, that's right. Because Tron yeah. Person is a first level spell in the book. Right. Um, and I, we did away with Charm Person. So. Okay, you said Charm Person was Wait, still. Wait, no. Uh, yeah, Charm Person's in. She just doesn't have that. Right. Well, I mean, it's just. It's a spell that technically exists, but no wizard in the world has it. Right, has so. yet to be discovered. I can get it. <laughs> so. I think I that I shouldn't be allowed to have suggestion, but I'll roll for it if you don't mind. Me. You know, I'm just, I'm just... That's one thing that I'm going to switch. Suggestion should be... Maybe not. Because 
to me, it just seems like a, a much better version of hypnotism. Yeah, let's ignore suggestion. Okay, so wizard mark. Yes. Right? Yes. Yep. Okay, I think uh, if there's no other source of learning spells, then that's me done. Okay. Anything else anyone else wants to do? Uh, uh, I'm actually replacing question. her suggestion spell with something else, so give me a moment and I'll give you another spell you can try. Cool. What did, when Malachi got hit by the arrow, what did the uh, bandit roll? To hit? For damage. Yeah, no, for Three. damage. Three. Three. Oh, like what did he roll dice wise? Did he roll a d6? Yeah. It was a short bow with a flight arrow, so D6. 50, 50. You should be dead, dude. No. <laughs> well, well, I worked it out, right? They needed a 10 to hit, and then he needs to roll a 4 on a D6 to hit me. So, so he needs to roll two totally average rolls. So it's 50% times by 50%, so 25% chance. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, the person who probably should be dead is me. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. Yes. Oh, crap. Oh. I'm surprised you didn't like suffocate when you were being dragged down by all the ground. <laughs> yeah, um, bear fell on top of you. In real life, you probably would. We... No, I thought they were gonna let you go at first because you like smelled bad or something. I was hoping so. Yeah, oily frog like dude, a bunch of fat. They got their money. I thought I was gonna pay them off. Yeah, but you know, slow cook you in some liquid or that fat. Yeah, so that's true. Then I become really tasty. Yeah, um, actually her... happened in a game I ran once. Oh. Her <laughs> other spell is alarm. You're not a sp you're right. a generalist wizard, right? I am. Yeah, I'm not okay. specialized. So right, I'll roll on that alarm. Oh god! God damn it! Can't get any rolls in this game, like outside uh, of fighting, at least. Okay. Uh, anything else that we should do before we call it and dole out experience? Um, I think I'm I'm done. I I wanted to know just generally, could I do like? Could I invest my gold into better brewing equipment? Would that be something that I could do with not hundreds of gold? Could I just get slightly hmm. better equipment? Um, yes. It might be expensive to get better equipment. Uh -huh. um, I was imagining. Like, what could something like 40 gold buy in terms of brewing equipment? I, th I don't know if there's better equipment. I think there's larger. Like, you could start brewing larger batches of things if you had the money. What about, like, more exotic ingredients or just Ooh. things of that nature? Yeah, you like could spend some money on getting strange ingredients to mix with things. Like, maybe you want to put some cloves in your beer and there's none around. You got to, like, import some spices and some other shit. Yeah, that sort of thing. Yeah. I'd say invest some money in mass producing that stuff. <laughs> or selling it, make a fortune. Quality over quantity. I, that's I, that's the thing, yeah. Because my guy doesn't care about the money; he cares about how what people think of his ale. Ah. So yeah. Okay. Um. Sure. You, why don't you invest twenty gold in some spices and other things? Uh, and we'll say it comes into play in two weeks because you got to. It'll take a while to brew and all these other things. I don't know exactly how long ale takes. So. Uh, two weeks, two game sessions from now, okay. uh, it'll be brewing and ready. <laughs> nice. All right. Okay, let's Got do it. experience. So from just combat, everybody gets 222 experience. 
from Nothing But Combat, and now we're going to do the... The quest. Um, other stuff. split four ways? That is already okay. split. Already split, okay. Yeah. Um, warrior, corny. Hipti oh. of creatures defeated. So, one, two, you defeated nine hit die worth of bugbears, because each bugbear is three hit dice. Yeah. Um, and then the other two bandits, so nine, ten, eleven. So that's 110 experience for you. Woohoo. Priest, spells cast to overcome foes or problems. You did a good. Uh, what do you call it? Entangle. Command and an entangle. So that's a hundred experience for you. Cool. Wizard. Two hundred for the combat. Uh, two twenty-two for combat. And if you have prime sixteen, I, I your prime requisites get sixteen ten uh, percent bonus. Wizard spells cast to overcome foes or problems. Fifty experience per spell, and you did two magic missiles. Yo. Three magic missiles. Three. Bandits, bugbears. No, just bandits and bugbears. Yeah. Yeah. So another hundred experience for you. Rogue, special use of a or use of special ability. You did backstab the shit out of you that backstab. guy. Yep. So get two hundred XP for that. And how much level? treasure did you obtain? Total, uh, like combined? Just croak's treasure. Just Croak's treasure once we split it. Mm -hmm. uh, Croak received 17 gold, 32 silver, 16 copper. So 18 gold is what we're going to call it. 19 gold, we'll call it. So that's... Well, if it's... Yeah. 17 gold and 32 copper would be 20, right? I did that right in my head. Yeah, no, because no, 32 copper is 3 silver. silver. Yeah. 10, 10, well, but 10 silver is, One is gold. 3 gold. 1 gold. Is one gold right, and I had thirty-two silver. Oh, okay. Right? Sorry, yeah, I didn't do that. So, what, what's your GP value total that you got? GP value twenty. Okay, so that's forty extra experience for that. Okay. And then let's go over to player has a clever idea. Do any of you guys have any exceptionally clever ideas? Buying uh, the baby. <laughs> buying the baby. Well, that was. Player has an idea that saves a party. Player role plays his character well. Player encourages others to participate. Defeats a creature in like, combat. Sorry, I feel like that entangle saved Croak. Uh, because yeah. that, that basically turned their... Like, I think he would have had the shit stabbed out of him by that bugbear if we hadn't cast Entangle there and distracted Very him. Very potentially. Yeah. Yep. It would have come down to an initiative roll, probably. Well, the bugbear... I mean, it, you guys ended up killing the bugbear before he could have moved with the entangle or not. You, yeah. got, you ended up DPSing him down before he could do anything. Okay. But the entangle is a good point. It did... It's a good use of a spell, but I don't know if that qualifies quite as a clever idea. I think a clever idea is something outside of the normal box. I think I role-played very believably, trying pretty much everything in my power to not uh, sell the baby, including, like, at uh, one point offering, basically, to give up my cousin to this horrible person. I, I think you role-played your character very well. I may not like him, but you role-played <laughs> him well. Oh, yeah. I got really mad at you. We already did the role-play bonus, didn't we? Uh, no, we haven't done any role-play bonus. Mm -hmm. um, okay. So why don't we toss 200 at Croak for his evil... Kind of despicable giving his sister over to a 
bad yeah, man. He's not a good guy. He's, I feel like I played my guy. character though by just being like, "Fuck off, Crook." Yeah. Let's also. Um, <laughs> no, man. You were there was good like antagonistic like play between us. Yeah. Malachi, I would also like to give you uh, one fifty for your wizard. You're just imposing. F- not quite fear, yeah. but like grandiose respect in all the peasants around you and your use of contacts with the nobles. So it's another Definitely. 150 for Malachi. That was um, good. Corny was kind of quiet today, but he did get his ale in and get some contacts with that. You might be selling some new stuff and taking some time to build some more ale. So we'll give you 100 for role-playing. Sick. And Van Heelsing... You did a good job as party leader. Um, so let's drop Vance. He'll sing another 150. Save the party. Um, who was it that suggested you guys leave the wolves alone? That was uh, I. We all yeah, kind of suggested that. I mean, we, it was, to be honest, it was everyone. Right? <laughs> Van wanted to go back and wait. Like, Malachi just wanted to get away from him. All right, then another 50 experience for everybody for that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. No, I don't, you know, last time you gave us XP for the gold we got. Uh, I yeah, did. Yeah, that was the universal. Are we knocking that on the head? Yeah, but now I just give it to the rogue. This, the I tables know. are very... Maybe with the rogue should just get double experience for the gold they get. And everyone else gets. Everybody gets single. All right, so everyone else gets what was it? Forty. Everyone ended up getting twenty gold. But yeah, I basically yes. Okay. Yeah, I made thirty. Yeah, I made. 20. I made some before that. Oh right. I made Thirty-five because of the short bow. Okay, so just calculate the number of the GP value that you gained and add that to your experience. So I guess that means okay. thieves get triple experience for gold, basically. Okay. Technically, I came so out with a, with a net. Loss of twenty gold. By the well, I don't think you lose XP, right? No, you don't lose yeah, XP. I, just yeah. the, the money acquired, not money spent. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, we don't have okay. to worry about that other stuff. So for like the twenty gold, I would get one twenty then. Uh, no, well, you get twenty forty. You get sixty total for the twenty gold. Sixty total. Okay, so yeah. you were giving me double previously. You know, I was giving you, you know double, and then you also get the group, the the standard gold bonus. So okay. you get okay, perfect. Yeah, perfect. We didn't resolve. Um, I see what you book barriers. The what? The ears of the book bus. Oh, shit. I totally forgot to do that. You know what? Forgot. Yeah, you have them in your pack now. We can always go back at some point and just preserve them somehow. Yeah. <laughs> is, that, is that not sort of any quest XP for, you know, resolving the issue of the missing baby? Uh, that that oh, was yeah, included in the initial... Oh, I guess I said that 222 was pure combat. That was, yeah, that yeah. was combat plus quest XP. I misspoke okay. earlier. Cool. Okay. That was my fault. Um... Yeah. So well done, everybody. How, is anyone close to leveling? I think I, I feel have. like Croak is close. Probably. I'm gonna be right there. Yeah, because you're uh, a thief. You level fast. Yeah, yeah I'm gonna. I'm gonna be close. Okay. I am about 600 off. I am so. I'm not even halfway. No. no me neither. I mean, Croak hits level three when you hit level two, Malachi. Just because the thieves level so quickly. Yeah. And he gets shitloads of extra XP for everything he does. Yeah. Like Have you leveled, or are you still a little bit short? No, that I'm salty. Me, I, let me let me do some math. I gotta multiply by percentage and. Oh shit! You have to add that percentage. Yeah, anyone with a 16 for their prime requisites get an additional 10 percent on all gained experience. Times 1.1. Cool. So 609. 990 XP I have total. 
off the last session. Okay, so I have about 550 to go. 1,510. I'm at 1412, so I think that is... That's a level. I think that's a level. That is a level. We've got a new, we have a new yeah. party tank. Holy hey. shit. Well, hold on. He All could right. still roll a one. Yeah. <laughs> I very uh, well, I very well could roll a one. Croak, Wouldn't why don't you roll that d6 for HP, uh, please? D6, yeah. This is, this is it. This is I'm just waiting thing. until I roll a two on my level up. Let's go six. Fuck. Uh, <laughs> yes! <laughs> oh! <laughs> oh, man. You get 30 points to apply to your thief stats, no more than 15 to anyone. I do. And I do that, that is it. Uh, Oh man, that sucks. What are you at now? Like four? Four? I am now just as beefy as the wizard. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> You've got the AC though, so you're officially now the tank. Yep. Yeah. There's no arguing anymore. You go for it. <laughs> yeah. He may wow. be leveling, but it doesn't mean much. <laughs> wow. Oh, that's beautiful. That's just... Oh man. All right. Okay, at least we haven't died yet. Like that's that's good. That yeah, is that is a big bonus. You did yeah. well with those bugbears. You did surprisingly well with those bugbears, and you did you resolved everything nice and peacefully. I was expecting a nice big fight at the end, but you you ended up talking to the knights and doing other ways of solving things. I was really excited for those dogs to fight you. There was no <laughs> way we survived that fight. No. Yeah, I was half of Croak's family would have died. For sure. Oh yeah. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. It probably wouldn't have been a terrible thing. Well, let's go back. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Croak. What you did you hate your family? Then is that got a loaded do? gnome. Uh, Croak, what did you end up putting your points to? I'm thinking about that. I think I'm going to put five in pickpockets to get to an even thirty. I'm going to put five in hide and shadows to get it to twenty. And then I'm going to go 10 and 10, move silently, and hide in shadows. So right. it'll be 30 and 30 for move silently, hide in shadows. It'll be 30 for pickpockets. It'll be 45 open locks, 5 find remove traps, 15 detect noise, 60 find walls, and 0 read language. All right. Coolio. I love how that's the stat nobody ever takes, read language. It's actually yeah. pretty strong, I think. It's it a is, good but nobody stat. Ever takes I it. just didn't yeah. expect to be doing a lot of outside of the town stuff. Yeah. So I didn't think we yeah. would run into a lot of languages. It's it's one of those stats that is really shitty early on because you, if it, you have a 20% read language, you have 20% chance to understand 20% of a language of a thing. Right. So it's really crappy until you start hitting like 50%. And then once you get to that 50% threshold, it just gets exponentially better. You know, 80% chance yeah. to really understand 80% and so forth. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, it's like party, parties do bigger things as they level up and they start reading like crazy demonic shit and it's like oh this is actually a useful stat mm -hmm. do we have any sort of near-death experience experience mm. you know, like, they learn a lot from that right Almost malachi not. was at one health yeah oh no oh uh van helsing you get another 50 experience for healing malachi oh yeah <laughs> yeah there you go uh, no, no near-death experience, but Van, Van Helsing knows you won. You know, do you get more XP for a level 2 spell or not? Ooh. Is it per level? It might be level. per spell level, actually. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. That would be, that would bounce out the rogue somewhat. 
Yeah. Oh, that would make sense. Because then, I think... at, like ninth level spells, you're getting 450 XP. Yeah, percent. that would. I mean, you're also leveling up after like 200,000, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I believe it is per spell level. That would. Make yes, it is. Yeah, it does make more sense. All right, cool. It's fine then. By the time we get to level eight, everything will be fair. <laughs> fair, fair, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. Yeah. No, if level I get to level, if I get to level five, seven, five or seven. Once you hit level five, you can start throwing fireballs and casting yeah. lightning bolts, and it the balance of power shifts dramatically. <laughs> that like level four, five difference for wizards. Like wizards are okay at level yeah. four; they're pretty cool, but whatever. And then as soon as they hit five, they just they're a powerhouse of destruction. Yeah. I mean, to be mm -hmm. fair, fireball has like a three round casting time. No, no, no. Does it? He's nope. got a three casting time. The yeah. casting time is three. It's Less as fast as a short sword. sword. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it and does D6 kill. damage per level. To 20 feet radius. Yes. To be fair, though, like, getting yeah. to level three oh, you're right. and firing two magic missiles, that's like a death sentence for any level zero NPC. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Even a I mean, single magic thinking, missile could, is almost a death sentence. I could kill, I could kill uh, Corny. And there's absolutely nothing you could do about it. Yes, you could. If you kill anyone in the party, and basically nobody can. Well, no, because I'd have to roll. I could roll low, and you might survive. If I roll a one, it only does two oh, damage. True. You can, only got two life. you can kill yeah. Corny whenever you want without any <laughs> no, recourse. No, stop it. Don't, don't <laughs> do that. What no, no, no. Does that. Does he just go off the show if I decide to say I cast Magic Missile on Corny? <laughs> yes, that's it. Corny's gone. No. During the incantation, Corny could like cut out your tongue, or he's too small for that. Somebody could like, cut out your <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, it would be an initiative. Roll, but magic missile is what yeah. initiative speed one? one. Yeah, yeah. I have a short bow is seven. Pull <laughs> <laughs> out a dagger, you'd potentially one shot him with that. I have a short sword, but he can throw a magic missile. From like... yeah. <laughs> so it's you know, it all depends on the situation. If you're just walking down the street and he's like, I'm tired of corny, boom, surprise <laughs> attack done. I'm dead, <laughs> nothing I can do about it. So then again, not in mind, everybody. Sorry. <laughs> But then who's going to buy you guys free drinks at the bar, huh? That's true. Yeah, that's the thing. You're going to start paying for your drinks. Yeah. <laughs> Food. All right. That's it, guys. We will see you all uh, next time, next week, Saturday at 10 a.m. Pacific time, which is 1 p.m. Indochina time. And I want to say 9, 9 p.m. England time. What time does this start for you? Huh? Start 6, 6. Uh, 10. 6. Six okay. in England. Six GMT. in England. It's actually a really awkward time because it's like it finishes too late to do anything after, but it's uh, too early. But you know, it's <laughs> all right. Hell. Commitment. Commitments. Okay. We'll see you guys all next week for some more Hardcore Heroes, and we'll see what trouble the players get into then. Take care, everybody, and bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.